This is Sour Bunny. You're listening to Earth Thug Radio and IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Wow, that was that was hyper aggressive. Little Seth Rollins intro music there. For okay, the, uh, All show. Right. We're going ham today. It was like softly hyper aggressive, though. Right, yeah, because it wasn't like hyper. over. Like nobody was yelling at us, but I felt like they were about to. They were about to. <laughs> I felt like I felt like if I'd read that in a book, it would have looked the same in the book whether the character had been yelling or whispering. So if it was in the Bible, it'd have been red letters. So that's where I get from. So- that's okay. where I get softly okay. hyper aggressive. All right. We are Nerd Thug Radio. This is episode 20. We've made it 20 weeks on this show. It's a lot of weeks. That is a lot I of am weeks. Uh, the Captain Joey Savage sitting here with Corey DLG. Sitting with our producer, the uh, rated R superstar, Nico DLG. Hey, Woo. what's up, guys? And finally, since we've come over to IR or to the studio of IR Lone Star, yeah. we've got our boy Zach Attack in the building. Hey. Hey, hey Corey. <laughs> I always hey, love when hey his Joey. intros are just... Hey, hey Joey. Hey, guys. Hey, Nico, <laughs> hey Nico Suave. Nico Suave. So, I, I feel like the first line of that song, though, would have been something like, Do the dishes! Do the dishes! Take out the trash! Right, the like, first line of what song? The, the Nico Suave? Just, no, the, the music that was just playing. Mm. We are on uh, IRLoneStar.com. It's funny. Soon to be uh, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sisters, Sisters Station. Very excellent. Uh, Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio or simply hashtag NerdThugRadio on any social media website. Or hashtag TalkingNerdy to you. To you. So, boys, what's been going on this week? Anything new? Um, I mean, everything's new. Everything's new? You didn't, you didn't ask me if I had anything on social media I wanted to plug this time. You always do. Yeah, but last time it's you said... It's the highlight of... Me being on the show last for time me. you said don't find me, so right. I, I felt like um, you've already you're just yelled at me this time. Right? And we don't want to. We uh, don't want to make you angry. I didn't want to see the Zach fighting stance come out, so I just didn't even ask you this time. That is true. That is true. I don't have any social media, but I so, did get contacted that there's been an increase since the last time on the show, or last time I was on the show. So please stop googling me. Also, okay. <laughs> Google, not, Google got in touch. I prefer you guys not to do that. Also, <laughs> any listeners. Knock it off! Knock <laughs> it off! So Zach, Don't I see uh, Zach. you've gotten a new, some new ink since we saw you last. Is this true? Some new what? Some new ink. I N K tattoos. Tattoo oh. ink. Did you ask me if it was true? Right after you said you saw yeah, it. Yeah, I, that's. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can roll the footage back, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Yep, I did. Very did, nice. Did they yeah. shave your arm to do that? Yeah, yeah. they did. <laughs> I'm so awkward. hairy. Like I even have a ton of hair on the underside. I got it on the underside of my forearm, right? And like. I'm so hairy, like, even underneath my arms, like, where most people don't have a ton of hair. The guy had to shave it, and he shaved it with one of those little disposable picks, yeah, yeah. and he went through two of them. Yeah, my, wow, my guy yells for at like, me now. And, like, for literally less than a foot of arm length. Yeah, that's embarrassing. My guy yells at me, what? so I always pre-shave. I pre-shave, yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm Jimbo. Paying, yeah, I'm but Jimbo's kind of hyper-aggressive. Yeah, but he's he's very hyper-aggressive. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm paying for a service. Like, I'm not. I'm paying for a shave-down, bro. Like, I'm is not, that, do, I'm not doing half the tattoo myself. Well, wait a minute. I don't think the tattoo involves a free shave. They would put do that you, on the sign. Do you yeah. self-checkouts? Doesn't it? <laughs> do you self-checkouts at the uh, Walmart and the no. grocery stores? No. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't have any I don't have any truck with that. I don't. I'm not. If I wanted to, if I got a discount for self-checking out, then yeah. Oh, but I feel sweet. like right. that I'm paying for the service of having someone exactly. check me out. Why exactly. would I throw that service so away? So actually, like the they've done some that. studies, and the numbers are coming back. 
and theft has increased since the self since the self checkout things, that and also sense. they're attributing it to customer frustration of self checkout. Right. <laughs> in other words, every time you swipe it, and a little warning screen comes up that's like, "Hey, you got to get the clerk." When you back go to here. Walmart, there's like eight different self checkout lines, but only one of them takes cash. Right. Yeah, I don't understand that either. All the machines are there and they're open, but the guy's like, "This is the only one that uses the debit card," and so <laughs> like you have to like, how does that work? In a couple of the countries I've been to. A lot of the grocery stores, it's more than half of the the registers are self checkout, right? Um, and it's weird to see because people are all about it. But my policy is, if and when I do have to use a self checkout, everything gets two swipes, more than two swipes. I don't want a bag. Puts it in my pocket. Right. Done. Done that's so. that's the forty percent increase. Where, in yeah. And then, like, <laughs> what about places like Aldi's where you go there and they have a checker, but you have to bag your own stuff? I think it's is just that correct? Aldi. Aldi. But yeah. Aldi. Wait, you, you bag to, your own stuff yeah. at Aldi? You have to. You have to. Rent, you still have to rent a cart. You rent that a also cart. is everywhere but the U.S. Well, renting the cart. That's I'm not okay uncommon. With. Renting the cart, I'm okay with because the carts take off and the carts cost money. That's part of their profit margins and losses. I'm okay with that. The bagging thing, I'm a little unokay with because they post the wages of the employees on the Aldi signs when they're hiring. Like they're like now hiring clerks ten fifty, and if I know the guy swiping my stuff makes ten dollars and fifty cents, he can bag my stuff. Why? Yeah, he needs to bag it. He needs to bag it because minimum wage at HEB is like seven fifty, and that's what they get paid over there. So don't don't take your three dollar better swiper and not bag my stuff. Really, he should do a three dollar better job of bagging my stuff. Yeah, that's true. I like the he way he should you're be bagging professionals. I like the way. Yeah, man. Like he should have a show. Do you pay for the bags at Aldi? That I no, but I think know, you can bring your own. I went one time and I didn't. Like We're getting it, a so nod in the back, back from uh, from special guests. You do have to pay. I went one time. That's how that bag. is. That, again, that's how it is everywhere with the U.S. You pay for the bags and you bag yourself. And it makes sense if you're paying for the bags that but you have to do it yourself because the cashier is uninvolved at that point. Right, because you bought the bags. Right. But does that mean if you bring your own bags, like you're responsible for the safe? Like, I don't know that I could keep my pudding and my vegetables safe together. Now, I do like those people that show up to, like, regular grocery stores you don't and they bring you. their own bags. I do that. You do that? Yeah, I keep I keep probably about, usually, I give about 12 of those those uh, what are they called bags? Little canvas bags, reusable bags in my yeah. trunk. So it's awkward. handy. It's awkward. handy because when I get regular groceries, they have a policy because I do most of my grocery shopping at Walmart, right? Because it's it's a, it's an expense thing. That's when I'm horrible. when I'm looking for good meat or like good fresh produce, I'll go to a real grocery store. But in terms of like I need this food for the next two weeks, I go to Walmart. You can't beat Walmart's prices. No, you really can't. I mean, you can't. That's what I hate H- about Walmart. Most grocery stores can compete with Walmart on name brand stuff, but Walmart store brand stuff, which right. for for the things I buy don't make any kind of difference, you can't beat them. So when I buy groceries at Walmart, they have a policy. It's like, I want to say it's like five items or less per plastic bag, and I end up with like 30 bags, which it's not a weight issue. It's an inconvenience issue when I'm unloading the groceries. Yeah, definitely. I feel that one. So like I bring like 10 of my own bags, and I give it $200 worth of groceries in six bags. That's why I no longer go to the grocery store. What do you mean? $200? Two weeks. It's usually under two hundred dollars. I'm quite right, good at grocery okay. shopping. All right. That's why I no longer go to the grocery store. I yeah. honestly I hate Walmart because it's so convenient. I don't. They trick you into spending like an extra forty bucks. No, 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 man. I uh, go online to H E B. I place my order online. Wait H-E-B. a minute, does this work? Because I've heard of and this. And I have them deliver it to me. Never even have to set foot in the place. I love grocery shopping though. Do you? I, it is There's one of my. It you. is easily one of my favorite things to do. But how do you Wal- learn about new cereals if you don't go to the store? Right. It's Walmart isn't commercials? my. Walmart isn't Google? my favorite place to grocery shop. But I love to grocery shop. I hate it. It's I my have. Least favorite thing I love to do. it. I love it so much, and it's such a relaxing experience for me that this I is awkward because I I have put all of my recipes 
things I like to make into a spreadsheet along with their ingredients on every spreadsheet line. I'm such a nerd. Wow. I filter my spreadsheet by the recipes I'm making for the next two weeks, and I've also put put row locations for every item <laughs> on that list. <laughs> So that so I can, so that I can quickly and efficiently get the stuff I need to, I which leaves me more time, or if this is for browsing and walking around and enjoying it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You do all of this so you can spend extra time at the grocery store. I wouldn't say so. You don't do all. I, of no, this. no, no. I would like the people get, watch. Well, he just wants the no, people no, watch. No, no, no. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say so. I can spend extra time. Like I don't spend any more time in the grocery store, but I don't. It becomes less of a where is this? I need to make sure I get this. It's not as frantic or what kind of, stressful. What kind to of find high stress I mean. shopping scenarios are you under? None. I don't like I, if he never I, he never faces shop stress because he has a because list. I wouldn't list. I wouldn't say even before the list I was it was high stress. But what would happen is I would spend so much time trying to find that one or those one or two you know things what? on my list that I couldn't look at all that other. Did stuff you ever watch Supermarket shop. Sweepstakes as a kid? Yeah, I feel like Supermarket Sweep, whatever it's called. I feel like this is where your love of Grocery shopping came from. No, no, I, I get it because you have the you have the severe ADHD. I'm going to give away your medical information. There. It's not ADHD. I'm not hyperactive. No, that's true. You're you're super lazy. You, you have the severe ADD, so you walk into the grocery <laughs> store and without the list, you would never find what you. I'm lazy. You would walk out with like six things. Oh man, I love it. But they'd be shiny and bright and full of sugar, <laughs> and then you would have nothing to eat because you would spend the two hundred dollars on the six things. These are accurate things he's saying. Right. You would you need oh, a list? Man. I can totally see that. I like it. Well, but see, it works it. for you. Like I said, I like going to the grocery store. See, but like I walk into the Walmart and I mentally I run down what I need, and every once in a while something doesn't make it on the list. Like I forget something, but I don't like blow up trying to figure out where. It... One thing though, um, I wasn't at a Walmart. I was at I was at a uh, HEB Kroger Randall. Bada boom! It was an HEB. Guys in the room. It was an HEB, and I was looking for point. sandwich bags. Okay. And the HEB guy, I even stopped two different ones. They couldn't figure out where sandwich bags were at all. We went up on like four different aisles. Do you know what the bags? hardest thing for me to find in a grocery store is? Velveeta cheese. Okay. okay. They put that thing in so many different places. It's on the same aisle as a Rotel. It's not. No, no, not section. always. Everybody's always got it in some different places. Yeah, every man. once in a while they put it like in like the uh, on an like, end cap, like next yeah, to or the summer detergent. cell aisle or something. And you're like, wait a minute, I understand what's every going time on we here. go to the grocery store, I know where everything is. But it's also always in its cheese. primary location. You guys know that right about grocery stores. End caps don't supersede oh the primary God. location guy, for stuff. This right. Guy. Right. Who, whose idea was this? The assistant manager of Aldi. This was mine. Assistant manager. I mean, like, I didn't bring up grocery shopping. Can we talk about a whole list of things I wanted to talk about? None of them are the grocery store. Can we talk about? Awesome list. Some news that's sweeping the nation globally and is becoming a like global phenomenon. Sweeping, what do you got? Sweeping the nation globally. That yeah. seems like a solid sentence. This guy's always correct. But look, America spreads all over the whole globe. I've seen yeah. it. Duh. It's all red, white, and blue. It's mostly blue, but then there's some red and white in it too. What's there's right? like white at the top, and it's then globally there's like sweeping the world. Countries. Oh, social commentary. White at the top. Here we Ooh. go. Burger King's Whopperito. This thing is going crazy. I don't want to talk about this. Never heard of this in my life. I've never heard of it? No. It's a Whopper and a burrito, man. A right. Whopperito. They took it. They, instead, of, instead of grounding You're the beef up, they left, they left beef patties inside the burrito. Yeah. It's like a they Whopper. They whited a burrito. That's what yeah, they did. man. It's amazing. Right. I had one. Delish. That, I, don't, I don't like Whoppers normally. I don't like Burger King at all, actually. That's what but you do when you grill hamburgers on Sunday and are out of buns on Monday. Right. Ooh, you make a... You make a you, you, no, you make you a make Salisbury. A you make a Salisbury steak. Right. That's what you do. You make Salisbury steak when that I happens. I do love some Salisbury but steak. This Whopperito, oh boy, that's not even the same thing. How is I, it sweeping the nation if I've never heard of it? How about this? I want a Whopper with cheese and no pickles. It's, it's called Hungry Jack's in a uh, chocolate you know. shake. Chocolate shake. There's a little throwback there for you. Burger King's Circa called Hungry Jack's in Australia. Are they? 
Do they still have a king? I think. Maybe not. This guy's just <laughs> I could be completely wrong. There's a restaurant called Hungry Jack's, and they have the same font and logo as... Uh, Burger King? Yeah. Are you sure they're not Jack in the Box? And Jack just like took over the font because they didn't get the copyrights right? I'm not sure. It could yeah. be. That could That's be very accurate. true. I could see the Jack doing that. That's accurate. Did you know in Alabama, there are no Jack in the Boxes? Current, uh, there weren't in 2002 because they'd had a food case, uh, food poisonings that was so severe a little girl died, and it wow. was very poorly handled in the media by Jack in the Box. Like, that's when the why girl, Jack in the Box went downhill. In Jack the 90s, in the Box right? has a two ninety nine like, big breakfast they had, platter now. They, they do. They had good. that resurgent in the late nineties, right after all that food poisoning, right. stuff. They but dealt basically, with. what happened Maybe is we shouldn't use mad cow disease burgers. Well, apparently in Alabama, the story went that they actually publicly blamed the family nice. and like the cleanliness yeah, of the yeah. family before yeah. they admitted that they did serve tainted beef. Yeah, admit no fault. And so then Jack right. in the Box. Like lost, like Alabama was so loyal. Picture didn't happen, bro. Was so loyal to the <laughs> like, family. Picture didn't happen. That's right. I mean, who who won in the long run, the family or Jack in the Box? Well, Jack in the Box lost because they had to leave, and then but, Checkers came in and bought all the ready made locations. But in the long run, and there who, were like twenty Checkers in Alabama, Jack and in the nowhere Box is, else. Yeah, but Jack in the Box is blown up. But like, how do you compare that? Who won? Like Jack yeah, in the Box is a business. Is this is a family. Their yeah, little but, girl died. Jack in the Box still has burgers. Family like, lost. And probably little girls. <laughs> family lost. Yeah, someone died. That's yep. how that Jack works. in the box wins. Speaking of someone dying, um, I was watching Cops with Nico last week, and um, what I you gonna wait do what? when they come yeah. for you. Bad right. boys, the bad TV boys. show, yeah. yeah, is it still on? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're it's all not, like, surely it's not new episodes. Probably. Yeah, man. Actually, they also do a Cops 2.0 where they've they've like re-air old episodes and then put like notes and things across the bottom about sure. do they like mystery science theater with Cause cops I, cause no but it's great. not funny cause stuff because I've, like, often, cause I've like, often thought the because one good, piece right? that was missing from Pretty cops good. was a little more detail like something of a footnote length so right. I'm glad they've gone ahead and done that and I wish it would be funny stuff like like when the cops are making up a law to arrest somebody for I wish it would be stuff like the little trivia this is not an actual crime like things like that that would be funny and they're I trying to get that. this person to admit to something right. that's a real crime and then, like, a countdown. Here it comes. He's going to admit it in three, two, uh-oh, get a lawyer. like a sweet pop-up video or blind date situation, except on cops. Except on cops. They should just get, like, Rick and Morty to do cops. Oh, man. I would. I watched that video you told me about last week. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the most hilarious thing I've seen So it's not safe for work. It's really it's really dirty, but it's really funny. I told Zach about it, and he watched it. We were talking about it a little bit earlier. So great. Yeah, man. Like, and I need to make it very clear. I don't watch videos people send me. Like, I don't click on any of your links i don't read any of your emails i don't do any we of this. appreciate it no, no, i don't i don't even feel a little I'm bad i'm starting to wonder what gets you labeled as a good friend like i've known you probably 20 years at this point and i'm sincerely questioning it go on though I'm, i've made my peace with who i am <laughs> i've like, made my peace with the devil but like the only thing that joey had working in his favor for this was like he said you need to watch this rick and morty versus the state of Georgia thing. Let's be quite didn't frank. Didn't send me a link. Let's be quite frank. I had never seen any episode of Rick and Morty God, before you so told me to do that. Right. It's you so guys good. talked about it all the time. It's so good. Like, it's I'll give it a listen. Show. So when I saw it, I was like, "This thing is amazing." I have to tell Zach about it. So and it's just the two voices of Rick and Morty, and they're done by the same guy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the same guy does both the voices, and so it's just him reading transcript from a bail hearing right. in a case in Georgia where the guy is so vulgar and graphic, but clever that he gets the judge involved in this shouting match where eventually the judge is literally talking dirty 
yeah. to the defendant. Oh, yeah, I got it, a big mouth. Oh, I got yeah. a big oh, mouth. Oh, that's what that mouth is for. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd love it. Bring it on over here. Right. It just <laughs> makes, Stop talking. This is what's going to happen. It, this is what's going to happen right now. And it makes the judge look like such an idiot because the, the defendant goes, this is a kangaroo court, <laughs> which is a valid expression, right? It relates to a bunch of things, and we could get into the history of that if we want, but we don't need to. And what the judge says, I don't think we're in Australia, which right. has nothing nope. to do with calling something a kangaroo court. Right. Although so in Australia, see, the kangaroo courts goes, are quite popular. Oh my god, this is jacked up. <laughs> did you like, see like the video, like the picture, like of the actual judge? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh my god. Oh man. I oh, you got to find that guy. At, oh, at one point, the judge tells the defendant, "You sound like a real queer right now." Yeah. yeah, yeah and the yeah. defendant goes, "Are you calling me a queer? Are you saying that I'm a queer?" And he goes, "No. Open your ears. I said you look like a queer. <laughs> Done. This is no longer a courthouse." Yeah. And as a judge, you've now crossed all lines. Like, right. lines like this guy has to get out of jail for free, right? The bail hearing's over. Right. You get to leave. Right. Done. I, you know what? I think he would have probably gotten off and like had a very viable case to be off, and then he dropped the whole like "I'm gonna kill your family" yeah. line. Yeah, he and does. He probably finish, just screwed himself. He right does there. finish really strong with "I'm gonna murder you and your family." I did forget about that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. This public defender tried to offer me sex for <laughs> a bag of coffee. Like, what is happening? <laughs> It was, it's so uh, great. But so we're watching Cops, uh, back to that originally, and I realized how badly people just need, like, to at least know a little bit of the law. Yeah. Because, Ignorance is bliss. Because here's here's the here's the scenario they were running. They were running this thing where the girl is an undercover cop, and she pretends to be a prostitute, and she stops you on the street, and she stops you on the street and offers you, she's like, so do you want to you wanna fool around something? How about, like, a little... And like she'll offer you something, but explicitly state it. A little, t- a little it. tug, a little tug, a little love, a and little mouth. Let's go make a protein shake. Yeah. I'm gonna make a this protein on the episode shake. Episode of cops. So so she'll say it though, and she'll like, like to swipe right, and she'll be like, so twenty dollars, forty dollars, and so you know the guy will be like, oh yeah, that sounds great, and then he'll she'll be like, meet me around the corner, and when they pull around the corner, the cops pull you out of the car and arrest you. Well, at that point, you haven't actually committed a crime because the First Amendment lets you say whatever you want to say. And you haven't committed a crime until an actual sexual act occurs. Correct. So for me... They call it soliciting. Right, right. But soliciting, I mean, you can technically solicit for anything in a public area, and you're not you're not outside the realm of your legal right to do so. That's that's. But strictly speaking, that's not true. And the First Amendment doesn't protect people as much as sometimes they think it does. Well, a lot of these child porn cases get off on the First Amendment. A lot of them. But that that often... And the show's just gone political. No, that's not political. That's just reality. Remember those Dateline 2020s where Chris Matthews would show up and pretend to be the guy, and the guy shows up with wine coolers and is like, oh, I'm just here to to meet and hang out. I was going to wait for her parents to come home with her. And, like, so that's always the story. A lot of those guys actually, legally speaking, they they frequently get off. The cases are dismissed because... the, The actual crime is possession of child pornography, which I guess in a lot of those instances doesn't happen. And then also the other real crime is, like what I'm talking about, is if you don't commit the sexual act with the money, you didn't actually do anything wrong. So these people keep getting arrested and going to court and having to deal with these kind of embarrassing situations. I don't know that that's 100% true. Well, yeah, because... The- I don't think it is, because you, you, can't, you can't agree, you can't work with someone and agree to pay them to commit a crime for you. But until that's a crime... A, but no, until- no, that's a crime. It's the same as if I said to you, in, in a strictly serious sense, I, I'll pay you $1,000 to kill my wife. Whether you do it or not, I have now looked yeah. into paying someone to but they'd have to But they'd have to prove the context of the conversation. 
Right. So they would so have to prove. They would, they would have, have to prove right. that, they would have that to both prove parties there was were. In, right. They would have to prove there was intent behind it. And that's what I'm which saying. Which in this case, like, there clearly was. No, no, no. Because I just his intent this, clearly was. I just met this because woman. No how, how do I know? We've gone political how do I know when yeah, she doesn't come behind the house? How do I know when she comes behind the house? She's not just going to jump in the car and so have me drive what her to McDonald's. Have you been playing this week? Not a whole lot. I hate both of you. I hate both of you. I'm just saying it's not really a crime until something's actually because they'd have to prove that you knew you were seriously negotiating. Because when the cop walks up and says, you just solicited text, I'd say, I just met a stranger. I thought she was kidding. Is she really going to show up? I think you and I can agree to disagree on this. Because, I agree to because nothing. Because Joey and Nico have no valid input or opinion on this for whatever reason. Nah. No, no, no. We just set it against it. No, it's because it's because Joey's got like three pending pos- I'm just trying to help him out. Yeah. They're I'm ill-informed. To- I, I actually can't speak on this matter because I've got a couple court cases coming Right. Up. I was just trying to help him out. Thanks, Corey. No problem. I have something I would like Life to mention. Life partners. I have yeah, something go, I would, go ahead, man. We got time. Like to mention. We got time. Um, a couple Co- of episodes Co- ago, Mike off. <laughs> drop him. <laughs> Gone. Is Go that ahead. Happening? No. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you talked about um, a terrible personality person that you really enjoy. These indignant debtors. Yes. And for sure, it made me think of, and I think this is a great thing to discuss with some sort of frequency. Um, there is a personality type, a person even that I loathe but enjoy to be around and watch them become miserable and uncomfortable. Okay. I travel a good deal for work. I have long, long international flights. I go all over the planet, and don't get me wrong, I'm very fortunate, but I love it more than probably anything in the world when people who clearly don't want to be sitting next to small children or babies on a plane are seated next to them. There is nothing nothing makes me happier than the rage on their face when a baby or a kid starts to cry or, oh my God. or even that they notice it. It makes me so happy, and I just wait for them to explode. Because, I, you know, you feel bad, right? Because no parent is going to take their kid on a 17-hour flight Unless they for have the to. hell of it, right? right? Like, they're just as uncomfortable with their kid being annoying as you are. And so these people who get, like, livid with children or livid with parents with children, it cracks me right it's the like hell It's like they're up. the only people in the world. It but cracks that's like a really right patient view up. to take of it because I actually feel the opposite. I agree that there's not, like... There's no good reason to put a kid on a plane, so when you're doing it, you obviously have to. I understand that part of it, but there can't be anything more frustrating than having nowhere to go while a kid is crying. Right. Like, yes. your other option is to open the door and just let it be. Go right. into the bathroom, right? Well, and, it, and you're right, and it is frustrating. Just and like sob everybody gets, And everybody gets a little aggravated with a crying kid, for sure. Right, that's but why they people, shake them. Well, these people who are, like, <laughs> livid with these children and these families on planes, as though them being angry is going to in any way change the situation. Yeah, the, because that's true. Because they're stuck in a middle two, 10,000 feet in the air. these people get so mad. My I favorite is, it. like... I love it. I almost intentionally try... And I hope when I'm getting to sit next to people with kids... Because it doesn't bother me in the slightest, and I just hope that I, I want somebody to sit next to him who really hates. So a flight attendant one time got me, and I think she was one of your one of you. So I sit down on this flight uh, leaving Atlanta, and next to me is a child traveling alone, and it's a small child. It's a five year old kid, and they seat him on the chair next to me after I'm already seated. And I grab the flight attendant, and I was like, "Um, there's no one in first class. Like, there's not. I can see it. They haven't closed the blinds yet, and I'm like three rows up from it. So I was like, "Do you mind if I just go up to first class?" Because, you know, I don't want to sit next to – I don't want to sit next to a kid, especially one who doesn't have any parent guardian or anything. Yeah, just, just a random Some, kid on the plane. Somehow it's going to become my responsibility to make sure this kid makes it to Atlanta, and that's not my gig. So so the flight attendant kind of looks at me weird, looks at the kid, and then tells the kid, hey, do you want to sit in first class? Holds his hand and takes him up to first class. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, obviously I know exactly why she did it, and I got it. But come on, man. Like, I paid my, for my ticket. He didn't pay for his. Like that's messed up. Yeah, but someone paid for his ticket. I don't know. Someone did, it's but like he, he didn't. Snuck on the I got a job. Yeah. yeah. 
It's not like he's a stowaway or anything. Right, yeah. but he's not a paying customer. I am. I really, like, I want to be the one moved up to first class in that scenario. I really like the idea of that kid ruining everybody else's first class. Yeah. That makes me really Do you happy. think that's, that's why awesome. she did it? I went on She's a, like, the four people up here, now all hate me too. I like it when you're, I like it but don't like it when you're in a public place and like kids are just being like animals and their parents aren't doing anything about it. They're just, oh, that's just how they are. So remember the time we were, at, we were at Wolfie's? Yes. So me and the DLG are at Wolfie's uh, enjoying some uh, alcoholic I'm not proud beverages. of this. Actually, I am proud of this. No, this is awesome. This is a great I story. I am proud of this. And we're sitting at a table, and uh, for some reason, there's, there's like a baseball party like or something. A little league, little league baseball something. party? Yeah. Like, who has a little league baseball party at Wolfie's? At Wolfie's. Usually Chuck E. Cheese, but they're at Wolfie's. And uh, they're just like running rampant around the, the, the little right, sports bar. The whole bar. restaurant. They they're just it. running. They're like running laps, laps, laps. And finally, Corey just like puts his arm at like soccer moms' this kid, like, hey! Where are your parents? Go find your parents and sit down. You're ruining my time. <laughs> and, uh, it's 100% the kid, exactly the, kid the tone. He just looks and, at Corey and, like, and just slowly walks over to his parents. You said you're ruining my time? Yeah, I told He slowly kid, walks up? over to his parent, sits down, and never moved again. Joey is dying laughing. I'm laughing my But I lost it because here's the thing. Here's my idea. I, when I spend my money, I want to experience a good time. I don't like I don't like the idea that I'm paying money so that someone else's terrible kids can ruin my experience. So that does drive me a little bit batty already. And then these kids were literally just wind sprints. They were just doing laps around the entire restaurant for 20, 20 minutes at that point. At least. So I mean, finally, we were probably two beers in, so yeah. at least 15 minutes. So finally when I stopped this kid, I'm like, you go find your family and you go tell them you love them because next time I see you, it's over. Murder. <laughs> Done. Yeah. So Murder was that case that they gave me. Thank you. So so the kid walks off, but then all of a sudden, none of the other kids are now running by us because we've made the example. Like, I don't know if he told them or what, but now all of a sudden they've altered their sprint pattern. And I can now enjoy myself, and my money and my experience is worth it again. Yeah, it was it was. <laughs> so it was basically, glorious. it just takes one kid. One, se- takes yeah, one sacrifice. Make, Nico, if you make an example, I always give you these life lessons. Yes. Walk with confidence. Just stroll through. No one will question it. Exactly. That is fact. And if you make Factual. a good enough example out of the first one, you'll never have to kill another just kid. Just own it, man. Just <laughs> own it. That's another piece of advice you can take with you forever. Uh, for the rest disclaimer. Of, that's right. Well, for the rest of your life, the art actually kill of children. killing kids. No, Nor do I think the art of killing loving a kid kids. would be effective like you think it would be. Uh, we, I mean, we uh, here at Nerd Thug Radio. I mean, we don't we, need to get uh, into a whole philosophical children. discussion about it. Uh, please treat them with kindness and respect. Yeah, yeah, Res- whatever. W- easy respect yeah. is earned. Yeah, and that kid doesn't even. And have there's a job. not a lot that a kid can do to earn respect, except mm-hmm. go back to his parents and sit down. Except that's right. He that's did right. It. He did it. He did do it. He, he really did. He owned it. He did. He owned it. And the look Straight on his face, up. like I, I kind of felt bad immediately after it happened because the look on his face was like, oh, I've completely let down all of society. And I was like, You're right, kid. You did. I'm you sorry, you, you made this mistake. Do we say what my new nerdy tattoo was? No, no we didn't. You, just, you, you didn't want to talk about it. Apparently. Right. You were no, talking no, about we, the shaving. Well, we you got, just I mean, said, yeah, I got one. Okay, I'm done. We right. got sidetracked on the shaving. No, it's a Harry Potter tattoo, right? So now I have – this is my first tattoo that I've gotten in the States since college, right? So I have a Star Wars quote on my shoulder. Nice. I have Doctor Who on my other shoulder nice. and Gallifrey. And now I've got a Harry Potter tattoo on my arm. Oh, nice. So all I've got left now to complete my just full nerd ink transformation here is a, a Dune tattoo and a Discworld tattoo. So I'm thinking of getting an enormous sandworm on, that starts at my lower back and then comes over my shoulder. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that would be a good move. Have you thought about just getting, like, the spice tattoos on your face? Yeah, that'd be cool. What are the spice tattoos? What do like, you mean? Like, in the movie, some of the guys have, like, the spice tattoos. Like, oh, we're not going to talk about the movie. Oh, man. I mean, it's part of the, you know, it's canon, bro. 
It's canon. How canon is it? Oh. I mean, it's the only film canon. of Dune. It's canon. I don't know, man. I tell you about that. I went at, canon. Uh, at canon. actually at Space City, where I don't know if anybody saw my sweet mystery box movie. Um, <laughs> if you haven't, uh, go to the good. Facebook page, Nerd Thug Radio on Facebook. I oh, haven't seen it, it actually. Wow. Yeah, you don't, you don't have, you don't have you the there. Facebook. Oh, that's true. I don't. Yeah. Um, you were there, but, so you really don't have to see it. So. But it, right, I, I lived it. I lived it. I was no, but there. I, I was at a. I Where was were at you a, the uh, day? I was at a panel at Space City, and they actually have this movie, and it's apparently like four and a half hours long. And somebody took a bunch of like the original Dune movie found footage, and like all like artist concepts, and turned it into like a four-hour Dune yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of movie. Yeah, it uses like. I haven't seen it, but I I, I read about it. And it's it literally takes, wildly hard to find. It literally takes like sketches and puts right. them into the movie and does voices over the sketches. Right, because and the movie like that. was such a disaster. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, I mean, I bet, huh? it was a disaster. It, Stop that's it. sort of unfair to do because the books are incredibly complicated and they try to make a feature film out of it. Like they took Mark Hamill, fresh off Mark, of Star Wars, not Mark Hamill, incorrect. Yeah, that's right Mark off Hamill. the bat. That's incorrect. Mark Hamill. You're no, so it's Kyle McLaughlin. It's the guy from Sex and the City. All right, guys, we got to wrap Hamill's it up here. Mark Hamill's in Dune. Disagree. Agree to disagree. While these guys argue, oh uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk a little Harry, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And, uh, Potter. Me and Zach will argue a little bit more. All right. Lone Star Community Radio is FM. That's right. Set your radio dials and your button presets to Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, coming in June of 2016. To celebrate this edition and the addition of video versions of our talk and music shows on YouTube, cable TV, and Our City TV, we are offering special sponsorships rates, which include free audio spots that are played throughout our broadcast. Interested? Check out our sponsor rates for shows just like the one you're listening to online at IRLoneStar.com sponsor or call the station at 936 647 5747 Reaching the people of Montgomery County with Montgomery County's community radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. As always, I am the Captain Joey Savage sitting here with my heterosexual life partner, Corey DLG, the producer of all producers, Nico DLG. Hey. Special guest with us today here, uh, Zach Attack. Hey. Look Bada boom! Real guys in the room. There we go. Oh, God, Wait, I hate that. Real guys in the room. It's a wrestling thing. Yeah. Bada boom! Yeah. You're better guys off. in the room. You're How you off. doing? Yeah. So anyway, find us get, on Facebook. You guys are gonna get so sued. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Facebook.com backslash Nerdthug Radio. Hashtag Nerdthug Radio on any social media website. Or hashtag Talking Nerdy to you. Like so the number, uh, two? Yes, yeah, number two. Yes. Number two. Number two. Number two. So this segment, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, Harry Potter and uh, the new uh, book slash play that came out. And uh, Zach is sitting with us here because he's read the entire thing. Now, just the way you said that, mm-hmm. um, Go ahead. I'm going to guess you're not a big fan. No, I'm not. Okay. Not at all. all right. Now, let's just be quite honest. Um, I haven't read it. So I was going to read be, it. can't be the judge of this. I was going to read it, and then I did all my research on it and found, like, the summary and the plot and this and this and that, and I made my judgment I will never read this book. Okay. Well, and it's not really a book. It's a play. It's a play. Where did you read this summary? All over the thing that Al Gore invented called the Internet. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Al Gore. Thank you, Al Gore. Thank you, Al Gore. We appreciate it. I read it. multiple um, articles about mm-hmm. different places, different people. 
people who liked it, people who didn't like it. What if we did and a reading of it? Made my own. My not uh, not going to happen. All right. My own opinion. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this has the potential to become an angry Zach situation as much as I don't want it to. Just, yeah, just putting and, that um, out there. Thank I'm you, pretty, Bruce I'm Banner. a pretty nice feller, so I'm not going to, like, kill it. But, um, Zach, you read the whole thing. We'll, we'll just let you go first. What did, what did you think of The Cursed Child? Okay. So, let me... He's already getting angry, and no, I, I, I literally regrouping. It's, it's not, I literally just asked him what you think. No, no, and he's like, oh. it's not. It's not that I'm angry. I need to first give credit where credit's due. Um, Corey and I have a DefCon Four. DefCon Four. That's the lowest one. That's why we're at DefCon yeah, Four. Yeah, we're okay. starting. You have an elevator. I don't know why they right. have an alarm for what is known as the normal setting, but okay. <laughs> so we, Corey and I, have a friend. Uh, three, three friends. DefCon Three. Defcon three that, friends. That won't get old. <laughs> uh, Corey and I have a friend, uh, Nadia, who Nadia. who I, I felt the same way about this as 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 she does, and she articulated it so well. So I don't want to I want I don't want you guys to think that I'm taking credit for something that she actually said. No, if it's articulated, it's definitely not you. Right? Right. No, we fair, that's fair accurate. Enough. Fair enough. So what what she said, and it, it makes Defcon a lot two. of sense. She said that with with the Deathly Hallows, there's closure, right? It's a close to Harry's story. Not only is it a close to his story, but it also jumps 19 years forward. A little epilogue, says, a prologue, epilogue, whatever you want to call it. Epilogue. Epilogue. It, it's, epilogue. It's, a, it, it's closure. I'm done with Harry. His story is written. I've, I feel good about the way it ended, more or less, um, to say nothing of the fact that Harry Potter, you know, named his kids in what, what a Harry Potter nerd would name their kids, but that's fine. James Sirius is one, right? Right. right. And, yeah. and anyway... Um, and so I had a lot of closure, so I wasn't going to read The Cursed Child. Like, I, did, I hadn't planned on it, and, and I'm, I'm weak. At, at my <laughs> core, I'm weak. And, and it, it, Fair enough. I had high hopes for it. I tried to stay away from reading anything about it. I was in England when it came out. I was in oh. England when the play debuted in London. I wasn't in London, but I was in England. So I, I stayed away from it, didn't buy it at the bookstore. It was like, it was like 20 pounds at the train station when I got off the train. Which is day. heavy. That's <laughs> very heavy. I was going to say the same thing. It's a heavy book. Yeah, yeah, like. You guys are, yeah. Anyway, but I, <laughs> I think he likes how many jokes. how many euros was it? I don't know, but I broke because they don't do euros. They didn't do boom. Euros. They didn't do euros before those guys in the room. So okay. Anyway, um, I, how I, was I, it in American dollars? I did. Right. I did read it. How and, many pounds of American dollars would it be? I, and, I, and I broke down and read it because I just reread. I wrote, I reread all seven of the original books in like two weeks. Like while I was traveling, I re- just reread them all on my Kindle, and Fair so enough. like I was, you know, on, you were, you on were on Harry I was tweaking for some Harry you Potter. Were, you were tweaking. You were shooting the Potter, in the, and so in the I arm. read the story, and and there's a lot that I didn't like, and but the things that I didn't like about it were mechanical things about it. They weren't. I didn't dislike the story. I didn't dislike the writing style, and I have no doubt that the play itself is a very well, a, a very dynamic and a, a great play to to watch. So my issues with, and and I'll do what I've learned to call a compliment sandwich. Okay. I'm going right. to say something good like about my, it. I like my lettuce. I'm going to say something good about it, and, and then I'm going to talk about a couple of the points that I didn't like, and okay. then I'm going to talk, I'm going to, you know, in okay. this little piece of this with the, what I did like. So it, it's now a, are there chips on the side with this? I think it's sandwich? a good. I'm going to just plow through you guys. Sure. Um, <laughs> I think it's a good. He's going to plow I, us. I think it's a good story. He did say that. He's going to plow. I think it's He's a good plow story. Right through us. <laughs> we might make it mad. We haven't even really talked about the Defcon two. I think it's It was a good story, and I like. False. Revisiting characters, I like the idea of the story and its structure, and whether or not you think the story was executed as well as it could have been. Now we've from said what, we've from said what the limited words, things you've read. We, we've said the word story like ten times. Real quick, 
Give me the three sentence summary. What is the story? Trying to condense. Harry Potter has Harry- a kid. He's the middle child. He goes to Hogwarts. Joey hasn't read it. He becomes the. Joey uh, hasn't he read goes it. to House Slytherin. Joey they try to it. bring Cedric Diggory back. They go back to the Triwizard Tournament. Joey change some things. Time ripple. Time travel. Fix the future. They have to try to fix it. Also, Joey hasn't read it. Fun. Is what there is a DeLorean that, is in anywhere this? Accurate? No, there's no DeLorean. It, okay. Parts of it are accurate. It's the the crux it's of the sto- the crux of the story though is Albus uh, Albus Severus Potter, Harry's second son, is growing up in the shadow of his dad, and he's very much not a rebel, but very different than his father. He's in House Slytherin. He's good friends with Draco Malfoy's son. He, which he was very nervous and didn't want to be in Slytherin from the jump. He doesn't have any friends, so it comes to find out he he sees a way that he can not only set himself apart kind of from his father but but do something good he is a middle child of the family as well so he uses they use time travel and there's a whole piece about how time turners play a role and then it 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 does have a time travel ripple effect in it for sure i thought i thought uh i thought the time traveling device was like heavily regulated they still won from the uh they were all destroyed right so at the battle of the ministry of magic when they're in the room of or the department of mysteries where all the time turners are kept they're all destroyed right and come to find out one got remade um another one was found so it's a whole thing right they break in and steal one okay right which is very harry potter i haven't read the book yet so i don't think (laughs) right Weird how you piece together. They got their hands on a time turner yep, since yep, you yep. knew it was a time travel story. Yep, but they they broke it and stole it. Defcon one and a half. Okay, we go. so it like I said, I think the idea and the plot outline is a good good idea for a story, and I think the play is probably excellent. Here's my issue with it. Number one, again, had closure. Everything besides that is mechanical. I don't like to read plays, whether right. that makes me right. whether that makes me uncultured swine or not. No, no, I, agree I with love you on to that go one. to the theater. I love to see a play. Very I don't like true. to read a play. And the reason I don't like to read a play is because I think when you read books, the characters have the time, or the author has the time and energy to develop the character, to express the good authors, to express the emotions they're having, to make it clear how they got from point A to point C. Right. When you watch a play, it's the same thing. And, the but that's actors, the director and the actors. The that actors have done themselves that. bring the words to life. Correct. When correct. you read a play, you read stage direction, and it tells you Harry is pissed off. Well, okay, fine. I believe that Harry is pissed off, but there's no dialogue, there's no buildup, there's no internal narration that shows me how I got there. Right. So that's a big part of the reason I don't like to read a play. It was also very, very quick. It was. Like, I, I read it. I bought it on a, like. I, I bought it one morning at work and downloaded it on my Kindle, and I finished it by that afternoon. You're like a very read, you're very quick and avid reader though. So let's say enough. the normal person Fair maybe a week. Fair enough. And when I say a, a week. and when I say a quick read, I don't necessarily mean that it doesn't take long to read. I mean that the action mounts and mounts and mounts and mounts and mounts and then climax and then resolution. It, it it's a very it's a very not brief story, but there's no and there's no good, like super extra stuff. It's very concise. Right. And and that's because and because it, it's and, a play. And, uh, it is a play. And, and they're going to bring it to life as opposed to a book right. and doing and if you all add in all the once. extra stuff in a play. You, right. It's and, expensive and, and so and, that that was a big part of my hesitation for reading it because I knew it was going to be a play and I don't expect a play to be any different than this was. Right, as far true. as this was written for a, as a play, it, there's nothing there's nothing that was bad of it bad in it as a play, right? But that that was my major beef well, with it. Well, and honestly, kind of it sort of sounds like, and granted, I haven't read it, but plays typically are very character based and character driven, not necessarily action driven. Now, maybe modern plays have changed, but I'm more of a classics guy when it comes to plays. Like, I think the oldest play I even like is A Raisin in the Sun. Uh, you know, and everything's you don't have a lot of action. It's not like there's a lot of staged a lot fights of talking in plays. And, and it's character based. Yeah. It's it's an evolution a lot of, Star of Trek a story. Based. 
Right, exactly. That was that was wrong and they, rude, and you're sorry. <laughs> they, they can be action based, and whether or not this one is is fine. And it's it, it's, it sounds like it, it sounds like it's a movie attempt. It, no, I, I, I disagree with that. I think it is probably a really good play, and I absolutely will see it when it eventually tours and comes here. Uh, now, it, it's the reading of it, right? Like, I, I, when I read a story, I like to immerse myself in it. I don't need a ton of details to get into a story, but what I do need is a lot of internal character emotion, a lot of internal character development. Okay. And when you read a play, there's not that. Correct. It says, this character is this way because we say so, and they leave it to the actor to make it happen on the stage. Right. So, let's be frank. One of the, the reasons Wait, that... and then I have my last good point. Oh, Sorry. here we go. And I do nice. like this compliment sandwich. Compliment sandwich. I like, I like that there is a revisiting of old characters, and there is a different perspective on some things, even like a different perspective on some of the characters. Um... Because it's from a different point of view, it's from a di- an entirely different character, Harry's son. It, it you get kind of a little bit different perspective on some things. It's 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 a little more than teenage angst, like I hate my dad. It you start to kind of not see Harry in a bad light, but see how it could be painful to not only be Harry as an adult, but to be Harry's kid. And so I, I especially I the, that the middle so, son. So from the, from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's, you just you just have difficulty with it just being a play and having to read it as a play. Well, yeah, you don't yes. want to okay, when you so, and and, and well, like we'll, I said, we'll it's here. the mechanics of it that I had the biggest problem. We'll, we'll start and it's here. A, sorry, I um, I was excited when I heard there was new writing coming, and then I found out it was going to be in play form. And me and me and DLG we talked about this True. and the difference in it being a play as a as a novel, and so I was already turned off by the idea from the jump and then i uh, found out that the story wasn't really originated by jk rowling it was from a fan who created it she liked it they they, they collaborate collaborated together to create it it was his idea she liked it they went they went with it okay um and last week on the show we talked about my uh dis- discern for the um the new nbc universal deal right that they struck with harry potter and uh, I was thinking, oh, we're going to get new content, and it wasn't. And then after I read all this stuff, I, I came to the realization that, it, for me at least, I don't because of the closure, I don't need more of Harry Potter and his family and stuff. I want to know more about the world and of that's Harry the thing, Potter. That's the thing I don't understand about all of this is they've created this massive world, and they stay parked in one place with one time, with one right. character. And so, like, on Pottermore but, this past they, week, I read the history of the United States, or the America School of Wizardry and Witchcraft. And after reading that, I was like, man, they should have elaborated on this. This is way more interesting than, you know, because I got the closure from Harry Potter. Like, I'm good with that. Like, so I don't care about Let I mean, me draw this analogy here and kind of put it in a different Just in give a different me more light. of the whole world. Right, okay. So, in, in Marvel Comics, and DC Comics is guilty of this, too. Almost everything happens in a couple of cities. Gotham, Metropolis, New York, right. you know, sometimes D.C. because the president's there. San Francisco because the visual of the Golden Gate Bridge. And or so everyone, England. Or right. It's always like the, the capitals and the things with big visual landmarks correct, because correct. it's a visual medium. But when they do cool things is when they incorporate things you never thought about. Like the other schools of uh, – right, the right. other superhero academies when they did the yeah. – uh, West Coast Avengers. And right. The, uh, when they did the Braddock School of superheroes right. and things like that. And you're like, oh, man, there's – The stuff up in there's Canada. Whole, there's whole other – there's other countries. There's Alpha other world. There's other Beta heroes. Flight. Yeah. And so then you start to realize there's an entire world there. And so there's more to it than just the X-Men. There's more to it than just Harry Potter. There's well, more and, to and, it than just Terminator. And, and I get they could that, tell all these other stories and instead they stay with the one thing. 
But that's an enormous luxury that comic books have, right? Well, but even this, well, even you, can, you well, can, even with J.K. Rowling, she's created Pottermore, the website to to uh, give us more of the entire world that she, the fictitious world right. she created, and it always keeps rounding right back just, around to Harry Potter. Like, give us, but give that's us not more, necessarily but, true because the story it wasn't itself until now. This story is about the story Harry itself Potter. is as old as time can be. What? You've got a hero kid who becomes an adult, has children. One of them comes evilish. To to an that's, extent, that's way off the mark. Or does something different than what their dad does. I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's uh, it definitely it definitely rings like a lot of the it's old the Greek, prodigal son, the old Greek tragedies. And Just stuff. give give me something new, like, right? Right. Take take the uh, Wizarding World and put it in the America and, and tell the story of how that school became, yeah, put, or even Africa or China or wherever. I think just give me expand the universe, right? Kind of like what Star Wars is doing. They're expanding the Star Wars right. universe. So now we're going to start getting stories like the Rogue One story. The how we're going to get a Boba Fett was, story. Or, we're going to get a young Han, Han Solo. Solo. They're going to go other places now and tell other stories. And and I think that I, I and I think those are good ideas for the the witchcraft and wizardry universe for sure and i don't think it's not necessarily not it's going to necessarily not happen i think though and and maybe i'm wrong too maybe, hard on this one work no maybe my your, maybe my own opinion it's is your skewed. opinion so you're never wrong um, well and maybe my opinion is skewed here but i think you guys are have a, a bit of a misconception into as to how much this story is about harry no no, no it's not what i'm saying is when you have when you when you tell this story and you have harry potter's kid and he makes friends with Drake Malfoy's kid. This this whole thing is still about Harry Potter. You could have him to make, an extent. I agree. You could have him make friends with literally Joe Bob's kid. He could make friends with a, a kid from the African school and go on the same adventure and do something completely original. And there would be fewer Harry Potter ties. But the appeal is, and I think this is the mistake that happens in this world building concepts, is they feel like, oh, we got to throw in a little bit more Harry Potter so people stay in. Like, just enjoy the world you create. Like you could do, you could do like a Men in Black in Wizard and Wizardry, where there's a whole group of wizards whose job it is to make Muggles not realize there's magic. That's a thing, right? And you could tell That's those already a thing. Okay, but you could tell those stories. Just so we're all clear, Corey did not come up with the idea of Liviators. <laughs> no, but that's but what I'm saying is there are, there are whole chapters in, in yeah, but but also you were, you, were just, you were just praising Star Wars and how it was going out and expanding, but everything literally comes back to the same right. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, it's all Vader. Now, but. It's all Vader and no, the, the story, But the story of Rogue One, I mean, yes, Darth Vader's in no, it. No, is it not about how the plans got stolen? Yes. 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 So then, like, what are we talking about here? Because that's Cause, cause something that, they that always just back to where Luke Skywalker no. blows up the Death Star. Right, but it doesn't. It that's doesn't, the end of that movie. Right, but it doesn't directly involve Luke Skywalker at all. Like if Luke Skywalker, this isn't it, book very has very little to do with Harry. But that's not true. It has tons of Harry Potter elements to it. It has tons. It's, of, it's about it's about a different character, who right? Is in but some it, way but related it's also to Harry no, no, no. But it's, it's also his son. It's his son. So now, there's a direct tie. Who is now best friends with, with Drake his arch Malfoy, enemy's kid, right? So, so Harry Potter and Drake together. Malfoy had a seven book rivalry. You know, if I had not read or read the uh, history of the American Wizard, whatever school. Um, I probably wouldn't be as big of a dislike to the new stuff. But reading that and just how talented J.K. Rowling is, and then coming back to the fact that this story is a collaboration with a fan who just loves Harry Potter, it just. But then how are you going to. But why does that make it fans? less? I don't know. It just does. But why? It, 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 but because by that logic. Because it's my humble but accurate opinion. Humble is what that it is. No, I, I said humble. You said humble. Or I said but, humble. <laughs> you know, silent H, positive H, everyone do it, HIV, whatever. 
I don't but, uh, want that. I don't I just, want that at all. I don't it, know, man. I just... But, like, by that logic, you have to discredit discredit first every Star Wars movie that wasn't written by George Lucas. You have to discredit every Marvel comic that wasn't written by Stan Lee. You have to discredit Game of Thrones I don't have if to. George R. R. Martin dies. I don't have to. <laughs> well, I think if he dies... That guy's so gonna... afraid he's going to die, he gave the outline of this into the series to HBO in case no, he died before it's that done. wasn't why. It was because the show wasn't going to stop. Yeah. It's because HBO sat him down and said, listen, we put millions of dollars in your pocket... The show goes on next year, so you if need to get with the producers. You need to talk to them about what's going to happen. <laughs> That's basically where that was. And he knows where his bread is buttered, and, and he had that talk. I, I right. think, though, that it – I don't know. It's its a difficult thing to gauge. You can't gauge it. You can't put it on the same level as how comparing the other Harry Potter novels to it because it's not a novel. Correct. Right. You can't compare it to the original story because it's not the original story. The original right. story it's, is done. It's, it's characters you- that people like and new characters that are in different situations. And also, like I said, the, one of the strengths of this is that it gives a different perspective on, on the last seven know. books, which means it ties back to the not last seven big, books. Not a big... It does. It one does. thing is it for does. sure. It's, it's one thing travel. is for certain. Yeah. There's one yeah. thing I know for sure with the, with this play. It seems like it's going in the wrong direction. It's already. got us talking about it, and people have de- sure for things. sure. But like I, like I said, it's got a ton of it, it. It does its it does its best to tell a new story while not ever going too far from and, Harry and Potter. And J.K. Rowling, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but she said, "Okay, I, I finished Harry Potter." I'm done with with Harry Potter. Now she said that. Yeah, that's and, a recent statement. She and made. but then she's coming back and doing the play. Like, give us. I don't know. I guess for me, as, as a, a fan of the Potter universe, I want more. Now that I've read some other, more of the other stuff and then seen this play, I want more of the universe. But I want it expanded. I want to know other stuff going on. I don't want. I do too. And I don't I, want. I don't want any more of the Potter story. And I like that. I, I completed it. You know, like. And I'm with I got you, closure. And I'm with you on that. Like, I want to know more about it as well. That doesn't mean, though, that I'm averse to having other stories told from different perspectives about Harry or different uh, continuations. I just, but I, I think, no, it, I think, I, I, I think I, at I, this I, point, I'm probably done with it. I don't think there's much more that they can do with Harry Potter. I don't know. He's family. got three kids, right? So what if one more of them? Right, and I think that at that point, the only thing that the only thing I would continue to read about Harry is if when they novelize this play, because I, I feel certain that it will. I would just much rather have just read, read more yeah. stories about Harry. And not his kids. Well, and how about the like? I think another one of the mistakes that that is that hurts this is it's a it's a continuation of a story, but in a completely different media. It's like that's a hard thing to. It's do. like they yeah, were releasing. It's hard. It's hard, to, it's hard to transition between those two different things. But I mean that that happens with like ad, uh, adaptations between you know like books and movies all well, the time. Well, but adaptations are different. This is literally. You know, well, these yeah, all started as into books. another form, but I'm saying right. like if if this was a book, it'd be completely different than like how Zach Zach would probably really enjoy it if it was just a novel. Instead you know of what? No, and, and you what, know what? That's actually what I'm getting at. Is quite that, quite it, frankly, I might have enjoyed it. I might have decided to read it if it was a novel. Right, and that's what I'm saying is they literally. So it's every, a hard thing to cross media across the same ex- series. Exactly, it's a very hard thing. So to do. you did you did seven books. As but this, but this isn't, now but is, this isn't Rowling. This is someone else, and she, then with with help from Rowling, she collaborated with him. Right, but you're but. But it it, could be she enjoyed his it, idea that, that, that part to me, and I'm with Corey on this, that part to me matters less. You're, right. He's absolutely right. It's hard to cross media. It's got to stay in the same does media. It. There's a ton of Doctor Who books, right? And Doctor Who is and always has been a TV show. It, there's a ton of Doctor Who books, and I've read a few of them, and they're not bad books, but it's not the same as watching right. the show. Right, for and good or bad, and I love and to read. And it's the same thing when people it's read, read a book do. series and they watch the movie, like, oh, the books are so much better. Right. Like, it's it, just and, it is what and, it is, and especially it's hard when you're you're absolutely when it's on the same timeline, same core set of characters, same generational characters. It's even harder, right? And it's not even it's, it's not, not even like, been that long of time. Like it's not like 
It's not like we're it's been in fifteen years. Right. It's not twenty years later right. we're releasing a ninth movie. It's 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 been ten years and now we're doing uh now we're doing a, a sequel to the story, but it's not gonna be a book. I like and, and I'll go back to it. I like Harry Potter. I like I don't dislike the play. It's by no means my favorite. Even the story is no by no means my favorite of all the books. Not by a long shot, but I don't think I think it has enough to offer that I don't regret reading it but as you probably much as I probably it. thought I would. You probably would have liked it a lot more as a book. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's a mechanics thing. Right. That's a mechanics I'm thing. Not a good and that's a what was that's that? a mechanics thing I'm, though, I'm like I said, and it's and if and I cannot say for sure that someone who enjoys reading plays wouldn't have enjoyed this as much as reading the book. I, right. I want to I want to read this play now. You should because you love plays. You I do, do love, love plays, Mr. Hamlet. It's a well written play, like I said, it, and it's because it's the rehearsal copy, the dress rehearsal copy. Like there's a lot of additional, I think, stage direction that's not I have not usually seen in plays before. So there, it it, it does help with that. It's just. Hmm. Well, it's. I think it's always it's always better when you read it with like other people. I don't know why. Just maybe we should just place. do a reading because you're not down. reading. It's it, not right? going to happen. You're acting, acting it. Yeah. Yeah. You can be Harry. Not interested. Sure, you sure. You could just be. You can like, be Malfoy's kid. Upset, upset Harry. Like, we for I'm, sure don't have. I say we. This organization, this Nerdstock Radio, does not have the money to perform Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on your podcast. Right. We could probably pull right. it off. We are recording next to. Uh, hey, I played. Theater. I played Brutus and. Uh, Hamlet, so I'm ready. Oh, In the same quite, play? Which shit show was that? No, yeah. two different ones. Oh. <laughs> quite two the resume. Ones. We've got great. a Brutus and a Hamlet. Oh. Boom. Bada boom. Oh. I like it. I, like I it played Godot and waiting for Godot. Did you? No. Okay, <laughs> no, I lied. No, it didn't happen. Are you interested in reading stuff from the Harry Potter universe that isn't written by Rowling? <sighs> I'm not sure yet. Go to fanfiction.net. That's a loaded question. That's yeah. a different thing, though. Fan fiction is way different than canon. Right. I know. I was, I was Pottermore, just saying Pottermore legitimately is canon. Pottermore the is website canon. Is Pottermore canon. is canon. It's all canon. It's, it's Man, canon. that's the thing. J.K. Rowling has really been smart about this. Is she could really guide this into a franchise where she like kind of just becomes the producer of it. Oh, she plays it up, man, and like... She releases stuff on like uh, Twitter. I mean, she is so into her fans. I was sorted into Gryffindor and have a fourteen-inch wand. That's pretty awesome. Uh, uh, we're gonna leave it right there. I don't yeah, even want to. I'm not even right now. Nerd Thug Radio. We come back. Weekly top three. Joey Savage here. Thanks for checking out our archives for Nerd Thug Radio. Don't forget, we are live on Lone Star Community Radio every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m. If you have any questions, just reach on out to us, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio, or you can follow me on Instagram, joey.savage15. This is where it gets good right here. Do the dishes. See, seriously, like, do the dishes. Is this a bunch of chores? Do the dishes. Welcome back, guys, to uh, Nerd Thug Radio. I am the Captain Joey Savage with Corey DLG. As always, the producer, Nico DLG. Hey, guys. And the uh, not-so-special guest today, Zach Attack. Well, did he lose his special status by segment three? Sounded, sounded different. You know. Hey. It was hey. on a timer? On a timer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> special <laughs> part's over. Time, uh, time you guys over. can find us on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And uh, for the first time... This Saturday, we're going to be at uh, Space Cadets Collection Collection, their con, uh, their own in-store con. We will be there with our own little booth. Yeah. Corey will be signing babies' heads. Signing babies' heads. And uh, we've got some shirts. And breasticles. Yep. we got Bring some t-shirts the out there. What's the date? It's uh, August 27th, this 
Saturday. This yeah. coming Saturday. Right before I start school. Right before you start school. We'll be there all day. Ooh. Well, probably not all day. We'll probably kick out around after lunchtime. But they got a lot of stuff going on. There's a cosplay contest going on. There's a Super Smash Brothers uh, video game tournament going on. What? Nico, are you entered in that? Uh, no, I have, to, I have to brush up on my Smash skills. Speaking of... You this, enter that. Yeah, speaking okay. of the video game stuff. So last week I did a guest spot on the Audio Otter podcast. Uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Okay, uh, go on. You can you can find the Audio Otter on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, it's going to be their third episode. But uh, there are some big video game guys, and they're probably going to enter into this tournament. So oh. Nico, they going to... I'll, I'll Nico, meet up with them. Nico, we need a Nerd Thug Radio present. It's a $5 entry fee, and I believe all proceeds are going to uh, Can I borrow three bucks? <laughs> benefit cancer or something of that no, nature. No, no, benefit the fight of cancer. Yeah, that too. We gotta, you I think clarify. we should be benefiting cancer. Right. That's why they're it's benefiting, benefiting the fight of cancer. Right. Cancer's doing okay. Right. Cancer, cancer's winning a lot of the time. So, so uh, check that out. Check, check their Facebook page out, uh, Space Cadets Collection Collection, to learn more information about their con. What's the video game? Super, Super Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Is it it's all one? like the Nintendo icon characters all fighting against each other. Uh, yeah, like, so like yeah, Zelda like, and Mario. And so famously at uh, Comic Palooza, Corey lost famously. three matches in a row to uh, little Sadie Savage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, we went. I went one and two against Sadie. I don't think you beat her at all. Did yes, you? I did. Wow. I, I was Kirby, and I uh, okay. sucked her, and I blew her off the edge like ten times. Wow, you just said sucked her and blew her off to my seven-year-old daughter. Well, those are fighting words. Um. I was wrapping it up. Really so good at it. this segment is segment three of the show. We are going into our weekly top three. Weekly, 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 weekly top three. So this week on the weekly top three, we are going to be discussing our three favorite female comic book characters. Ooh. Um, oh, does anybody want to uh, oh. volunteer tribute and go first? Ooh. Usually we like to go with the worst picks first. So, so Nico, it's usually Nico. Nico right? DLG, what's your number three? Uh, you guys didn't even tell me this before we started recording. So they're I usually had, pretty bad. Right. Usually right. no, I have zero plans. That's uh, cool. Pick one. Go. Is uh, this time any five. different? Gwenpool. No, Gwenpool. <laughs> Gwenpool's going to be his third favorite. Why would you guys do this to him? Because <laughs> it's funnier this way. Yeah. Like, you know why? We're trying to teach him the art of communication. Right. And he yeah, does not is, communicate with us. Yeah. He doesn't He doesn't during return texts or nope, phone so. calls at all during the week. So we banish him. By I've known about this for literally a month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you return texts. I have so many revisions. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and they just oh threw it in your So face. Gwynpool. Gwynpool. Yeah. You know what's funny about Gwynpool is I didn't think it was a real character. I thought it was like a variant cover thing. Yeah, yeah no. And then it turns out she's real. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't I didn't actually know that it was a real Deadpool's thing. Deadpool's like turned into like the Spider-Verse where there's just like multiple versions of Well, there's Deadpool. also there's also like the Deadpool core now. Where yeah, like, yeah. It just like hires a like slapstick, so like the, the green slapstick's a part of it and that's like super weird. Oh, I always thought that was just a bit on the covers. No. Right. No, no it turns out it's a real thing. thing. Yeah. I didn't. I thought the same thing you did. I'm not going to lie. So, I like Deadpool. That seems kind of campy. That's sort of his kind of the now. point. Like so we're just going to go. Uh, he's embraced the cheese. Yeah, we're just going to go clockwise here. DLG, you want to give us your third? Uh, yeah. So my third, um, I, she's a favorite because she's created all these big events, okay. not because of necessarily I like her as a character. Jean Grey, Scarlet Witch. Okay. Yeah, man, that's a good one. Scarlet was- Witch. She's been responsible for some of the biggest really? stories in the past 10 House years. House of M. Yeah. House of one M. One of my favorite storylines. Uh, but the Avengers disassembled line. Yep. Um, also, she plays a relevant part in a lot of other bigger, you know, the bigger stories. Anytime they need some, like a deus ex machina, as you kind of mentioned right. off the air a minute ago. Anytime they need one of those, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. 
because her power is just, so broad. Right. And so House of M being one of the just the most BA. Oh, one of my favorite storylines. Absolutely. Yeah. It was such a cool thing because it had been so long since Age of Apocalypse and they kind of just sprung it on you, yep. House of M. And it was a really different because there wasn't really it was so like wildly a, different than Age exactly. of Apocalypse, and there wasn't really a big X Men type like storyline right. at the time. And then boom, and then boom, shocker. And then also the revelation coming out of it that Scarlet Witch has decided mutants are part of the problem. No more mutants. And then all of a no sudden, from thousands of mutants to roughly two hundred, uh, it yeah. was just and it gets really really dark for her and Pietro and. And Magneto, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it was a big deal. It was cool because, I mean, we all, you have those those thoughts in all the comics, like, what if mutants ruled the world? And you always think about it, and here was the storyline. Here line was the storyline, and it was a Gave utopia. you a glimpse of that, yeah. Gave you a, a great utopia. How cool was it, like, to see, like, so literally the House of M ruled America, and then, like, Namor showed up with his royal line. Right. And Sue Storm is his bride. Doctor Doom shows up representing Ladferia, like... It was so weird to see, like, kind of this odd... And they all played to, to Magneto. All, right. House of Magnus. It was just kind of a neat idea that these world beaters succeed, and it makes the world a better place. And you see, like, it, uh, Wolverine and Mystique running, like, the special forces out yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and it was neat to see them as, like, still, like, leaders or dynamic presences on the world stage, but right. in a political role. That's exactly. such a weird, strange thing to wrap your head around when you think about, like... You think about Doctor Doom and Namor and, and Magneto. What and would stuff. it be like if they actually were able to yeah. rule rule the world? Yeah, and it was all caused by Corey's number three pick, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah, so Zach, Scarlet let's go Witch. to you, number three. Um, actually, Scarlet Witch is one of my uh, two honorable mentions. <laughs> this um, is my favorite so thing when no. we bring Zach on for no, uh, I, top, three. top three. He's always got like, like twelve. Like options. Earlier in the week, right. earlier in the week, he was like, "I've got seven guys." All right, top well, three. All right. All but right. I love your honorable mentions. All right. Well, it's your on, niche. I've been on one top three, and I had two ties. It's not like I had ten for the You've top been three. On, you had, you had, this is your third. I five. This is your five third, um, third episode. This is my second top three. And this is the third time we've done an episodic where you get to choose three things. Because the first one we did, the, uh, the, Netflix, the Netflix shows. Oh. And you had like you had like eight honorable yeah, mentions. I've got that ten. was a whole segment. I've got 15. Well, I this felt is, this like is a whole that segment. wasn't that was as strict. Two segments? This is a whole segment here as well. I feel like that wasn't as strict on the guidelines. You guys did didn't give me enough information before we started. I'm pretty on that. sure we gave you lots of information. All right. Hey, I was only a judge. So, I wasn't even part of that one. <laughs> yeah. Look how far you've come, Nico so, DLG. Know, right? Okay, so in 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 an effort to minimize my top three list to actually three. Thank you. Um, I've imposed some of my own rules. This okay. Time. So I, there's a ton. There there are just a ton of characters like from your big comic books for, from DC and Marvel, right? Like right. I could name like. Scarlet Witch, Jean Grey, Storm, Rogue, like these. There goes my top three. Well, and like, <laughs> and these are big, dynamic, huge characters, and and they're they're good characters. But so I went kind of in a different direction. I said, what are my top three non non Marvel, non DC okay. characters? Right. I've, okay. I've done this as well when we do these it, things, so it, it I like just, it. I like it, where we're going. It, it helps to kind of, and and I also think different that some of the independent books have a little more character development that isn't quite so heavy in. Superpower backstory and superpower issues. I have a theory about why that is. Fair enough. We'll come around to it. All right. Segment four. Um, so my my number three is from a book and it's a one shot graphic. It's called "I Kill Giants." Love it. Um, Love it. It's a uh, the Love it or leave it. The character lead and it, right. her name is uh, Barbara Thorson and she's a young kid. I want to say she's between like eight and twelve, somewhere in that range. And the reason that I like her so much as a character is that it's such a huge. It's a big story, and it's a great story, and it's written so well from a child's point of view, so much so that you're not 100% sure 
if what is happening is only happening in the child's mind right. or if it's actually happening and she's 100%. coping with it. And so her as a character is integral to it. Um, my, my, my issue with when we – not we – when anyone does things like top three or top five favorite and they specify sex or they specify race – that becomes a, a limiting factor, I think, in this list. But what I like about this story is that it's written so well, and this young girl character is written so well, and the dynamics of the story are such that it's not even a focal point of the story that she is a woman. Right. She's an unbelievably strong and unique and dynamic character, and in no way does it have anything to do with her sex. Right. Which I think is phenomenal for this. So Also, thinking back now about that about that book, and this is just off the top of my head here, I think yep. all the characters in the story are female. Right. Which is an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing to read because it also it, – it, I think it's another step towards making the fact that they're female completely irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah. It, yeah. Ha- it has no bearing on anything in the story. They don't it's – not a, it's not a comic book for girls in that boys look stupid. It's not a comic book for boys in that, oh, girls can be awesome like boys can. It's a story about a strong, interesting character who has a unique story that's very, very – Dynamic and thrilling. I said right. dynamic like nine times. I apologize. Cool, man. No, it was, it was quite it. a dynamic Own it. story. Own so, it. So that's my number three. So my number three, um, in honor of Sadie Savage's eighth birthday that just happened, oh, I, I went with her top three. And her number three is the character Bumblebee from DC, specifically oh. the uh, Young Justice TV show version of uh, oh, okay. Bumblebee. She's essentially a teen version of the Wasp, but black. Right. And she starts as a cheerleader, I think is kind of what drew her to the character. Right. And uh, she's dating one of the, the another super-powered being or whatever. And uh, The super boys. Um, and so... What? The super boys. We just let them do stuff. We let them talk. I, I, it, was, it was what they are. We'll the the super boys. The super any boys. Of the, any of the super-powered boys in the group. Super-powered boys. Is that one character... No. What are so we anyways, doing? So this is Bumblebee. This conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what I'm, happened. I'm, I don't know. Well, you guys were like just thrown off by Nico off of with Nico's uh, great commentary, and you guys just didn't know what to do with it. He dropped a mic bomb on you. Pipe bomb. Boom. So Nico, let's jump to your number two. I don't have a number two. All right. Wait, that's four. it. That's all you've got on Bumblebee. Yeah, I mean, we got a, we got four of us going here today, and uh, we got plenty of time. We got like, plenty of time. Like Twelve people. He likes that she's black. Moving on. Usually, <laughs> usually we, we talk our number two and number three for about 15, 20 minutes. And, and then, then we, we just, just, we just well, have yeah. to yell our we number one yell. as we My number one is this. Like My number one is this. Dragging out of the studio. My number one is Superman. <laughs> yeah. It's like last second shot of the game. <laughs> yeah. So. Nico, you have no number two? No, I actually do. It's actually uh, Supergirl. Supergirl? Okay. okay. All right. Very cool. All right. I like the uh, red, uh, red Daughter of Krypton. That was a pretty fun story. Red Daughter of Krypton. So do you just like Supergirl in that story? I mean, that's, that's the one I read, so... I've read one comic book, let's be real, <laughs> so now she's my number two. Yeah, And basically. that's usually why he goes first, because his are the worst. Right. So, that Corey, is accurate. You need to broaden your horizons. Corey, number two, well, go. yeah, but that takes time. Corey, number two, go. <laughs> Which you have... Hang on a second. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's be clear. It's, like it's not like you're rushing anywhere, because you don't drive. Right. You, do you, he spends a lot of time sleeping. And playing video games. Yeah. Because when you say you don't have time, you like, have... Buku, buku time, <laughs> buku. You literally are for many hours a day trapped in a home with no way to leave. I don't necessarily and you still don't finish any of the things you're supposed to. I do. don't necessarily <laughs> believe that you have a ton of time. I would just like you to, in two sentences or less, enlighten us as to what is eating up these times. Um, actually, so what did you do this week? Eating, sleeping, video gaming. 
Uh, actually, a little bit of Netflix. Uh, I haven't watched anything on Netflix. Okay. Uh, the only game I played was on my phone. All of that will that does take up a lot of my time. Building, You're telling us all build, the things that aren't eating up your building time. Building Gundams. Uh, right. I did that once, and that was like two weeks ago. Uh, let's see what else. What did you do this sleeping? week? What did you do this week? Register for school. Go to that took three days. Read what? something other than Supergirl, Red Daughter of Krypton. Fair. All right. We'll Corey, your number two. We'll move on. Corey, we'll your move number on. two. We'll move on. Wonder Woman. That's a good one. Um, You've always been a big fan. I have. I have. I really like the character a lot. Um, to me, what's very cool about her is she's never she's never tried to be one of the boys. She just comes in and says, hey, I'm Wonder Woman. This is what I do. And it's good enough to be one of the main three in DC Comics. Hear me roar. But she doesn't even have to do the Katy Perry bit. Like She you know, just she shows up and she's like, what do you mean? Am I not supposed to be this awesome? Right. Like she, It's very underplayed. It's very downplayed. And... The idea that she stands toe to toe to two of like the most, one of the most powerful people in the entire universe, and then one of the most important superheroes in in all of history, well, and she stands right true. next, right between the two of them, and and it doesn't look weird, it doesn't feel and out she of fits. place. Yeah, it works. Here, but here's my issue with Wonder Woman and her, the idea of her being a strong female character. Everything about her is tied up in the fact that she is a woman. Well, her origins being Amazonian, that's going to be part of the issue. That's what I'm saying, though. That, to me, weakens her as a character. It, oh, it pigeonholes her. Um, your opinion's wrong. No, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, no, I, I get what you're what saying. What a crappy pick for number No, no, I was just saying that I'm saying that's why Wonder Woman isn't mine. I get, I get what you're saying, but, like, <laughs> nice. in modern comics, the origin is the same, but, like, she doesn't, like, she's not like, hey, girl time, girl power, hey. But it becomes... The battle cry of her fans, yes, that oh she's such a, it's so awesome that she's a woman and is she's like this Superman. strong, she can keep up with Superman, she right. keeps up with Batman, um, and, and I guess I really kind of just did woman. the same thing, but to me it's always been that way for her, and so like there's been a lot of cool moments in the comic books where she's the last one standing, yep, or she's the one she's the one who actually fought Superman toe to toe in the, the god awful DC comics when they were going through all their. Uh, Building up to crisis when Superman was mind controlled, right? And Wonder Woman had to kill uh, Maxwell Lord to 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 prevent Superman from killing someone. And even in the Flashpoint paradox, she's going toe to toe with, with uh, Aquaman, Aquaman. and and wins, and then the world ends. Yeah. But she, but, but I she mean, wins. But she wins. So she beats Aquaman, and she goes toe to toe with children. Superman. But you know, that's aside from yeah, the point. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Those I, are the Shazam kids. I, they don't count. I don't. There are a bunch of crippled kids that fuse into Shazam. That's yeah, true. That's their own fault. <laughs> that's their own fault for trying to stand up. And for she themselves. does kill no, them. That's wildly dark. Yeah, I don't disagree with you that that Wonder Woman's a badass character, and 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 as she, she is a badass character, right? There's no denying that. Right. My, my struggle with her as a female character is that I think. I think the mark of a good female character is when it doesn't have to be a female for it to be a strong character. And and my go-to on that is Thor. Thor is now a woman. In no way is Thor... And, and obviously Thor's personality changed. Thor is the right. woman now. But the character of Thor is not dependent on sex. Right. And I think Wonder Woman's he identity... Who is worthy. Being, uh, Under Woman, Wonder Woman is written in such a way that her identity is tied up in her sex, and that's not strength of a female character to me. True, the origin... Her the origin. within the universe is unreal. Like, right. you're absolutely right. She's a total badass. But she's not written in a way that makes her a strong character. Right, the origin of her is what is what weakens her, but they've come so far from that is kind of where and I'm at And that's valid. It. I don't read Wonder Woman comics. I haven't read a DC comic probably in 10 years, so... Ooh, Very nice. 
with he's, that, he's what's, your, what's your number two? Uh, my number two, and this was a tough choice actually between uh, Barbara Thorson from I Kill Giants and and what actually ended up being my number two, and it it actually just shook down by on volume of stories. Um, my number two, uh, and again only from independent non Marvel non DC stuff, is from uh, in, uh, Image Comics Powers uh, series, um, nice. Dina Pilgrim. Okay, all right, I like that. I like her because she's damaged big time. Like she's not only damaged, like in that she's like kind of. Damage in in early on in the story, she's trying to figure out what it means to be a cop, what or not what it means to be a cop, but what it means to be on the squad. She's on trying to figure stuff not only herself out and her place with her partner, but then she gets kidnapped and almost like I don't know some dark shit happened. Um, and then she developed these powers and she kills a guy and it's she has a rich history and she's partnered with a she has a male partner who also has his own rich like history and stuff going on, but in no way does. Her, his storyline detract from hers so much so that when she when she leaves the force when she stops being a cop in Chicago who investigates super superpower crime right, right. when she goes to the FBI that could easily have been her another series yeah. right so that's why I like her as a female character and and I'm I'm I like a I like a damaged character I like a character who really gets really really close and often crosses that line between good and bad in what you hope is the pursuit of good, but also, but often ends up being self-serving. So I don't know. I dig her, and I dig the story. Like I dig the powers. Yeah, it's a, it's a the great powers story. universe is really cool, really right. awesome stuff. They sort of vastly underperformed as a show on the PlayStation Network, and it wasn't very. I, I watched the first few episodes, and it was pretty terrible. I got like four episodes in, and I stopped, and I still haven't gone back to it. Right. I totally. And forgot they're coming that was out with a, a second season, I did too. but that's which it. is weird. It. No, the second season's already out, and then it? that's it. They're done. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, it seems like this is the kind of story that would lend itself well to a TV show. And it, and it should have, except each, each, it was in the like, works for years. And it's like each trade is almost a never found a home. season near almost. And and they just got stuck. They just got stuck in development. That just goes to show how messy TV is. That these things that seem to be perfect fits somehow never make it, and then when they do make it, they just don't turn out well. They shove it all. They try to shove it all in there. Right. Cram a bunch of information in. Well, no, quickly. and I, and I think what you got, like the pilot for Powers, was so different than the first trade of Powers that you felt kind of insulted. Like I was sort of like, "What? Why?" But I wonder. Which can go all either way because Preacher, uh, the the show for Preacher, is vastly different from the uh, the the graphic novels and the comics. But it showed such but it, it worked. skill. It was so good. Right. But it well, worked. It's like Lucifer, right? So Yeah, it can go either way, just depending right. on... I guess it depends on who writes it and, and just what happens. Just it's almost like made. a crapshoot. You know, you know what I, mean? I, well, I, think I, think, I think it depends on who works on it, honestly. Well, I like, think how much input they give. Because yeah. like, the thing with Powers that they, that they kept going back to is they recast several roles from when they tested it to when they aired it. So that means there was a ton of feedback that played a role in their decision-making process. Was it live action? Yeah, yeah. And it also means that there was a ton of feedback from, like, the producers. Right. Who may or may not have been the right people to... Exactly. You know yeah. I mean? That's what it comes down to. And it gets hung sometimes, right? You get hung on, am I making a comic book TV show, or am I taking elements from a comic book and setting it in a comic book universe but telling a different story? Right, right. and that's that's one of the and things you, I... You need to, and I think you need to commit one way or another. And it's very easy for me to say this. I've never had to produce a TV right. show. Yeah. But, but like, I, think I, mean, I agree with you. One way or another, I agree with you. And I get so frustrated with people who want to compare TV shows to books, movies to books. It's two different medias. Right. 
You it can't be verbatim. You've got to take certain elements and you've you got to change them. And you got to you got to change them for whatever right. media you're using. What becomes frustrating, I think, as a as a book reader and I'm for sure a TV watcher, it, it becomes frustrating when they try so hard to do it exactly the same, but have to cut things. It's like they fall into that middle trap. If a movie commits fully in one direction or a TV show commits fully in one direction, stick and, with and it. And the book is in a different direction. That's okay with me. Like it's it's like they it tried goes, something different. It goes back to the idea of telling a different story or right. from a different perspective with the same character, and I'm okay with that. It's the it's that weird middle place where like, well, we're trying to get it right, but we don't. We're not. We don't think that's, we. Can that's what I. Find and I think the, that's where Suicide Squad landed. And I think that's why it landed so flat, is because it tried so hard to do both, right? Be its that's, own story and be the comic books. And I and I've been thinking about that a lot. I think that's where Suicide Squad. Fell flat as a movie. Yeah, it's still now monetary. Made tons it's of it's money. crushing it. Yep. It really is made and enough money where it'll it'll keep the uh, franchise going at least. Well, and it goes. It just goes to show that when you put when you put these Hollywood icons in these roles, people are going to watch it. Right. Definitely. People, yeah. Superheroes and Hollywood icons. People are going. They're going to watch it. So gonna speaking watch of it. Suicide Squad, that's going to drop me into my number two or Sadie Savage's number two, and that's going to be Harley Quinn. There you go. Harley Quinn. Um, is it Harley Quinn or the Harley Quinn? It's Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. No, I'm saying it's, which one? It's Harley Quinn. Okay. So perfect. stop it over there. Stop it. <laughs> I don't know. We gave him a microphone a few months back. We've been experimenting. Hey, with we it. we talked the about this. We talked about this a few episodes ago with <laughs> Sour guy. Bunny to where she has become probably the hottest and most popular comic book character. She's she's right now the fire. She but is. Why? She's the fire. It, um, I think there's. I think there's. Is, a, are they telling good stories with her? Well, like, they're and doing, again, I don't read DC. It's it's not it's not necessarily even just the. I um, think it's exposure. It's not even necessarily just the comics. It's just I think it's just the the character that she is. People love to cosplay her. Right. Um. She's there's, like, there's the dead, It's the Deadpool effect almost. Or the female fandom has latched onto her as sort of a like their spirit animal almost is Harley Quinn which makes no sense to me she is a brain damaged airhead in an abusive relationship well with a now I don't know, that kind of that's that's sort of women in a nutshell but in the comics and stuff nope. like she's I do not she's come away from <laughs> she's, she's come, come a long way from being like the Joker's Joker. girl yeah she's become her own entity she's got her own comic out but but she, she but she's always squad. been sex right she's always been kind of poorly portrayed in comic books Hypersexualized, no, right. underdressed. When she left the Joker, she entered into a very sapphic relationship with Poison Ivy. Like she's never been a strong, well-written character. However, there's just this element of entertainment that comes out of being Harley Quinn that people want to do. And like I said, like you, I, I made the joke that that's women in a nutshell. But the reality is, how many women do we know? Like the Dane Cook joke, the famous Dane Cook bit where he literally is saying. You know, the girl, women get in bad relationships, but they have such lame excuses for leaving. I can't just leave Deborah. He's got all of my CDs. I can't just go. And so that's why she stays in the abusive relationship. I think Corey joke. hates women. That's I'm misogynist. This, this listing three favorite women thing has taken a dark turn here. <laughs> but I mean, that's let's re- turn to Nico. <laughs> Nico number one. Uh, Kim Pine from uh, Scott Pilgrim. That's a good one. Okay. All right. Well, posit- all right. More positivity there cool. than. Man, I Nika or Corey's uh, bashing of women here. I don't, how are you going to say that? I was standing up for women, and you're going to say I'm bashing. I don't know. Were you, though? Yeah. Really? Remember when you were just making fun of the ones who couldn't get out of abusive relationships? Yeah. But that's here at what, North that's the Radio, what, we uh, value the life of women. That's uh, but Women I mean, lives matter, Corey. you got to stop saying lives matter. <laughs> women lives I can, matter. I can count on one hand the number of lives that I think matter. Um, all right. So, Corey, <laughs> uh, you're number one. Look excited. Uh, no, my number one. <laughs> Actually, it's uh, it's Rogue. 
Yeah, you. You know what? Uh, I thought for sure you were gonna go blink. blink. Exactly. As much as you talk about how Blink is your favorite character, I do. Love, you, you leave her off your top three. So much, right? You so much so that the fact that I didn't want to have one of the same top three as you was a deciding factor in why I didn't pick Mar- pick Marvel like, and DC. How characters. Blink is not in I'm your a top huge three? Fan of Blink. Because I know, like that's, literally, that's all he talks about. Right. So right. In right. weird, not in apropos of nothing, he brings. You asked Corey, which, "Who's your favorite female X Men character?" Like Blink. we were talking but about the Netflix not, thing, and I was like, "We should do an Age of Apocalypse series." She's like, "Yeah," and then they could do Blink, Blink. because I love and Blink and I want to be her best. She's not even in, real in this life. top three. Okay, here's why she's down in my top three. Oh god, I put, there's no way you have. A I good put some for real this. thought into this. Who was your number one? Rogue. Rogue. I like Rogue. I put I some do real, too. I mean, yeah, I, but Blink. Yeah, Blink should have been on there. So here's the thing. Come on, I put some real thought into this. Who's your number three? Scarlet Witch. You're terrible. So. She's not even changing making on the list. What I, I do like Scarlet Witch was on my other list. See, too. this is the oh, thing is no one no one can bump my three. But all right, well, why is it Blink? I could, I could bump okay. your no, I could bump your Wonder Woman for Blink. Yeah, no, dude, no, no. A, your so top far, three. So far. Blink hasn't ever been in any except for Exiles, which kind of almost doesn't Who count. Cares? But she's never been the character of Blink hasn't really developed at all because in the real Marvel universe she died almost immediately. They brought her back. Recently, and then they never did anything else with way. it. Yeah, and they never did anything with it. I don't know. I in the Age of Apocalypse, I, she showed she, enormous she growth. Shi- right in Age of Apocalypse, she shined. However, Age of Apocalypse, she only exists for a very brief amount of time, and then that universe undoes itself. Yeah, but not so only then did in she Exiles, shine in Age of Apocalypse, she was one of the few characters I felt like in Age of Apocalypse that showed character growth, which isn't always a necessity in a comic. Right, but it, but it's, it happened. Yeah. Right, but it did happen. But so, but so to me, Blink hasn't really done a lot as a character to be a favorite character. She's one of my all-time favorite X-Men. Just what she could do and how they could play with one that. One of my all-time favorite X-Men, but not, but, one, right, of top. not one of my favorite so, characters. All right, that's fair. Then why Rogue? Because Rogue... Quickly here, because we're, uh, we're running yeah, out right yeah. on time here. The storylines that Rogue has gone through here, where she started yeah, out as a villain she, in the hands of Mystique. They've done a lot with her. It's a good become story. a leader. One of my favorite runs of X-Men is where she leads the team with Cannibal and Cable and Iceman no. yeah, and Cable, the Omega Sentinel. Cable. So, like, to me, yeah, Cable, I know, Cable, Cable but so, Bishop, to me, Cable Rogue has truly grown as a character over these past 20 years, and there's been so many cool things with her. She had so many cool moments in the cartoon. You're right, and I can't, movies. like we said, we can't argue your top three. Yeah, like it's Rogue. a good top three. I, I am just very surprised that yeah, I surprised It was a appearance. shock more when, than anything. When we said so we're gonna, characters, I focused on the development of them. Okay, Which, so we got, we're, we're running real low here before the segment bumps my, Zach, your number one. My number one is Death from the Sandman series, uh, the, uh, Dream Sister of the Endless. Unreal character is is kind of like a conscience or a, a guiding character in the series, but doesn't have a lot of page time, which says a lot for how, what a huge impact she has. Just unreal. Favorite. Unreal. I do want to point out that Vertigo is DC, but that's okay. It's their independent label comic. Home right, but Sandman, Sandman has now been pulled into the... DC property. Into the you DC see? property. Yeah. So as we, we run out here, uh, Sadie Savage is number one. Nico mentioned her as the uh, character Supergirl. Yeah. Um, she's she's big into it from the TV show. To I bet the, she's read more than Red Daughter of Krypton. Oh, she's, oh yeah, I, she has. She's, she's way more productive than I am. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. The worst. She, she's got about five graphic novels that she her She's trades. also a karate state champion. Yeah. She's, yeah. A state she's champion. better than me in pretty much every way possible. She also just got back from a uh, tournament <laughs> in Atlanta. Her... All nines. That's Super awesome. Girl? Phenomenal. All Way to go, Sadie Savage. Yeah, Sadie Savage is the, the true champion of the day. Uh, if you're looking for a good Supergirl story, the animated uh, story where uh, the uh, Dark Side captures her and turns her evil. Pretty good uh, one. Pretty good one. Pretty good one. Let's jump out to uh, our last break of the show. When we come back, we'll talk nonsense.
Hey, you listening to the podcast? What do you think so far? We really like doing it. Hit us up on Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio with your thoughts. Uh, keep in mind, we're live every Monday from 1 to 3. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're everywhere. Nerd Thug Radio, talking nerdy to you. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Motherfucker! <laughs> Take out that trash. That, that intro really is intense. I'm not sure how I feel about Duh. it. I like Dog. it a lot. Welcome back. This is the fourth segment of the show where 97% of the people uh, tune out. Every percentage so is different. we talk about Watch whatever we want to dog. now. Can I just uh, say that I'm in the 97%? You are. You, <laughs> yeah. you don't ever listen to your I'm own out. show. That's I am uh, Joey Savage, sitting here with... Corey DLG. The producer, Nico DLG. Yo. And Angry Zach is fourth segment here. I'm actually the captain. <laughs> oh, yeah? All right. Well, we'll I mean, start calling him Captain Angry Zach. I mean, if he's not going to own it. Right. No, like, yeah. He's having an identity crisis. I don't yeah, know. He, he went really, Zach. He I, uh, went, I have he went a self-destructive Joey Savage. <laughs> and he forgot, to, he forgot to declare himself the captain. Yeah, not this time. Yeah. No one's listening, so it doesn't really matter if I declare myself or not. That's true. Segment four. If you're not a captain in the woods, does anyone care? If you're not a captain care? in the woods. Um, Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Right. Instagram. Uh, Joey.Savage102. <laughs> Is that right? Is that weird? It's Why'd the, you pick that? I didn't. It's the unofficial official uh, Instagram page. Joey.Savage15. Oh, 15. 15. Why is it the unofficial official? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Because we don't have a Nerd Thug Radio Instagram. Why? Because someone was going to make it. Nico, so when we first started this this venture here 21 weeks ago, um, Mm -hmm. Nico DLG was going to be our social guy. Right. He's not very social. suck at social media. He didn't have Twitter until I came on and made one for my first time. I have become the sultan of social media. That's a great this, name. Uh, right. For this franchise. Really? Prince Ali. I really Fabulous. hate alliteration. I am the assassin of Twitter. Yeah, so instead of starting our own Nerd Thug Instagram page, I already had a huge following on my own page. Please stop. And I'd already been promoting the show and made a lot of contact with people, so I just I just kept it. And so what is a huge following? What does that mean on the internet? Huge. Like what? Well, I'm not qualifier? like I'm not like porn star huge. Where I'm in the thousands, right? But you know, I have more than 500 people that were following. Oh shit! And so, just from touching all kinds of different stuff, I'm at a uh, I'm at seven, <laughs> but I follow only porn stars. He does. So I follow people who have thousands of followers, right? So I'm like a leader of thousands of which people. Would, which I that's started not how that works. Like, I don't know that that's how leading works. Or, <laughs> yeah, listen, or really even English. Listen, you can lead from the rear, yeah. the front, or out of the way. Right, but you're not. A, you're in the middle, actually, because it's the, the, the porn stars, and then it's you, and then the people who are following the porn you're stars. You're the middle of the So centipede. you're not leading from the front or the rear. Or so outside. leading from the middle. Or, or the outside, because you're heavily involved. I don't, I don't, You're let's, nothing. Let's so downplay it. The I great mean, thing heavily is, is, is sort of a stretch. You make these uh, the restraining it, orders. Is it? The restraining orders who's, have been very clear. Who's so into porn stars that they follow them on Twitter to read their words? No, 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 no. That's not why I follow them on Twitter. Mm. It's because where everyone else posts like their at work selfies, they're out. They do the same thing. At work selfies are naked. Naked. So there's lots of boobs on my. Twitter but it's feed. great when you build some kind of uh, online relationship with any kind of people who have tons of following. You tweet at them or you comment on their page, and now everyone else sees. That's fair. What you're doing? Yeah, that's and true. It's worked. It's worked a little bit. That's called leading from the middle. It's worked a little bit. 
It's called being an is assassin it, of Twitter. Really prefer that to not Leading from the middle. Right. Well, just stop being such a follower then. You're in the middle. That's you're in the middle with you. Oh, see, I went to the middle with Jimmy Stuck World. Stuck in the middle with you. I like that song. It's such a good song. We Old talked about Jimmy it before. E World. We did. That's an important song Yeah, in and the history of the show. And your life. <laughs> and dead air. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing to say to that. And then nothing. <laughs> and for once on Nerd Thug Radio, I uh. stumped the DLG. <laughs> oh. Write that down. Man. Stumped the DLG. Man, he gets excited here. Yeah. So, speaking of Jimmy World, I don't think Zach's excited. Those things are <laughs> It's called that's, a segue. You got to learn about it. You're them. terrible at segways. We didn't I mean, say, all of you were terrible. I, we I never said I was good at them. Yeah, yeah that's no, true. No one's so, I'm so terribly bad at them that people enjoy them. Right. Everything you guys say is mm-hmm. in vacuum. Hey, uh, note to self, Nico. This is Zach's last show. Right. Fair enough. Just cut his mic off. Well, that's actually, he won't come back till episode 200 because he comes back with just two with extra zeros behind it. Okay. Okay. Oh, I get Hopefully it. we make it there. <laughs> that's good. good Hopefully one. we get there. Yeah. Two hundred. <laughs> I'm gonna be busy. Episode <laughs> <laughs> two hundred. Um, I don't know. This may be something away. you guys worth you guys thinking about for doing a top three, and I'm not suggesting that I should be on it. Um, this is something a little where you'd have to use your imagination a little bit on the top yeah, three. It's I'm not out. just taking other people's characters and saying here's why they're awesome. Um, I think you guys should have a list of top three worst superpowers if a character had them. Oh gosh. So have you written just, this? Have you written this book yet? No. But I think it's a neat idea. What is it? I think it's a neat idea of worst, like. Worst so I think it's a neat idea text, of wrapping your head around. In the group text, he he texts us about worst superhero powers. Right. That and don't he, exist. That don't exist. And he was going to write some oh, kind of book okay. so we were to gonna, get us interested okay. in it. Okay. Because I think it'd be an interesting struggle, right, to have superpowers, but then be, be completely useless. Well, let me let me I ask have a you a question. I control useless toothpicks. or detrimental? Uh, no, I think detrimental I takes you too far in the other way. Detrimental gets you a character like Rogue. True. Whereas useless just becomes a weird kind of not quite inconvenience. I don't know. I just think it's interesting kind of some of the dumb superpowers you could have. Let me ask a question, though. Do you still call it a superpower if it's useless? Or is it just a power? Or is it just a thing you can do, like a party trick? Like a magician. Right. It's tough to say. An illusionist. Like if you take the, if you take, uh, an illusionist. An illusionist. If we're in the Marvel universe, right? Make me a taco. If you're Homo sapien superior, then no matter what your power is, it's a power, right? You're still a mutant. So that, that's kind of the thought I would have. Like being able to, to roll your tongue into a circle, that's not the kind of thing I'm talking about. I'm oh, talking okay. about something that clearly only you can do. Like I can uh, pull a rabbit out of a hat. Uh, no, Joey's, Joey's power is to just be able to spawn toothpicks yep, magically into his hands. Yep, that's, that's it. Gr- that's gross. Uh, <laughs> toothpicks give you colon cancer. Confirmed. What? Bye. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> I'll be dead by anyway, episode 200. I just think it'd be neat. And I also, is that factual? And to, Joey, and to Joey's point about the, looking up, the book or the story I was going to write, I thought it'd be neat to have a guy who has a useless superpower and another guy has a useless superpower and one of them gets driven nuts and he becomes a villain because of it and, and I said I wouldn't read it together. unless there was a sidekick dragon dumb you're dumb so, so like Lockheed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. something why similar why don't we rip other stuff similar off? but not congruent but if you rip off enough stuff it seems original when it's all in one place um, so <laughs> ask I, Doctor Who my contention was that and the reason I Mic think it, it'd be an interesting conversation for you guys to Pipe have bump. outside of this one is that I think it could, you could make it into an interesting story where it's a story about 
mutants or specially powered individuals, but it ended up not being at all relevant. Corey or... DLG is very hesitant about new material and new ideas because he doesn't want anyone to steal them from right. him. Right, right. Yeah, that's his deal. People are stealing our ideas. People are stealing our ideas. Probably not. So I wrote it. People. So I used to have a column a uh, long, 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 long time ago on a website called comicworks.com. Uh, they're probably still on there. I really don't know. I haven't checked it in many, no many, many years. But one of the ideas I did was I had literally written up a whole proposal. Marvel used to accept open submissions for writers for a brief period of time. I wrote a whole proposal up. I sent it in. And while it was in transit, and I know because I have the tracking number, they announced the new Excalibur comic book. And the roster was the exact same one that I literally had just mailed them in the pitch. <laughs> but that's what happens when you submit ideas to creative organizations like that. You, it's a, it's an understood agreement whether it's in their submission. Oh no, I signed a waiver, but the, the the pitch hadn't even reached them yet. I had the oh. tracking number. So what I, I the, the column I wrote was about that, and I, I came up with this idea that idea gnomes steal your ideas once you have them and make them known, and they give them to better people. Uh, I see what you did there. The known gnomes. The gnome gnomes. So once you start knowing things that's and freaky. telling people you know things. The gnomes steal your that's, ideas. That's crazy and insane. And so here on the show, we've come up with lots of fun things. The Midnight Suns pitch we came up with. The Netflix I- ideas we've had. Right. And uh, Marvel's ripped off quite a few of them The already. Wildcat story. Is that true? Yeah. They've announced- it's coincidental. It's coincidental, but, it, but it's but it's definitely happened. Like, for instance, we, we talked about the Wildcats, and we wanted to bring them back. And, and then, then, like, like a, a week, week later, later, Jim Lee tweets out, new Wildcat story's coming. Right. Oh. Netflix, two of the shows that I pitched are getting made into the Marvel Netflix shows. So you, in your mind... Yes, 100%. Okay. <laughs> There's no reason really to finish that Moving thought. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Anyway. From the known gnomes. So my useless superpowers were, one, were this guy who, who can... He can do anything. Are we doing a top three again here? We're going top three already? (laughs) I uh, spawned colon cancer. This guy knows the actual date, the number of days it is since the day of his birth. He can't travel in time in any way. He can't tell you what day or year it even is. basically raining. But he always knows the number of days it is since his birth if someone else travels him around in time. For example, it's 2,344 days before the day I was born today. Oh, so like any, any time period he's in... He knows how many days since his birth. Right. But he doesn't know what the time period is. He doesn't know what the day of the week is, the year, nothing. It's He's in a wheelchair and he can't even he move. He just knows it, right? And it's completely useless. And my other guy, my other useless power useless. was that you periodically forget how to read or even understand reading as a concept. And it makes you furious all the time. And he would be, obviously, the villain. These sound like brain disorders. <laughs> so he tells, <laughs> he, tells me, he tells me that he can write it's a story. It's a fine line. He can write this story. And I can make write this me story interested and in make, make it a compelling And reading. so I said prove it and he I don't think it can out. be a long story. I didn't back out. I said, said I'll do don't it. Don't tell me what to do. There better be a dragon in there. Lucky. I'm just saying. Like I think he could write an interesting story about, like I said, about the idea of having a superpower but it not affecting your life or not making your life any easier or better or making you an empowered individual. I think there's story ground there. Um essentially you're doing like the monkey's paw without a without a moral. I don't know. That, I don't know what the correlation is between what you've just said and what I said. I know what the monkey's paw is. I don't need you to explain you, it. You were saying how like it we they would get something they want which is a superpower but it would give no benefit to them. Or they were just born with it. They just had it. Yeah, it's less like that. It's less that they've wished for a superpower and gone out of their way to get one, and more of they have all the stigma of having a superpower and can't do anything with it. 
Yeah, but I feel like I feel like those powers are, are really like mentally encapsulated, so they're probably just like you're just crazy, dude. Yeah, they just have a brain tumor, right? <laughs> Which is another thing they'd have to deal with. Um, there's fertile ground for story. Here. I'm still waiting. There better be a dragon. Okay, yeah. don't actually put the dragon in there. Just put like some guy just like has like. His name Lockheed. can be Dragon. Maybe I'm wrong. Or he has a dragon, dragon tattoo. Maybe this is terrible radio and you guys are going to have me back. I just think it'd be a fun idea. <laughs> <laughs> this it's, is it's terrible really, radio. It's really tough to say. Um, no, I think it'd be funnier if like the the powers were more relevant but still awful. For example, if someone could create a Whopperito. God, there was God, I hate, God, I hate that that's a thing yeah. and that... I've spent minutes of my life. Okay, but, but, yeah, no. but that power would be ridiculous because then he would be like, I could just end world hunger. Here's Whopperito. Or, or I could just make more burgers than I have buns and have a taco with hamburger meat on I can Monday. increase obesity. Whopperito. So, so like, <laughs> you, can, you can ride clouds, but you can't control the direction they move or the speed they go. So you can, you can stand on clouds. Right. So like completely you, useless. You get super psyched when you figure it out and you're like, Call me Cloud Dancer, and you're ready to roll. And, and then you <laughs> jump on a cloud, and you realize you're going literally two miles it. an hour, <laughs> western wind blown. You're like floating away from all of your friends. Like, and you're like the world's worst boss. I like right. where this is going. Everyone hops on. They're like, "Let's go, Cloud Dancer!" And they fall through the cloud because the power. No, is no, no! You I want to go this way. On clouds, or like you can fly, but it really wears you out as much as like sprinting would. It, no, no, and so it's you like, can't it's, really go anywhere. It's like swimming, but twice as hard. <laughs> right. Someone's like, yeah, could you try to like, move the mass of your body through the building. air so you yeah. constantly have to be paddling? I like the cloud idea. Uh, see, funny. see, these are superpowers where you would you would be so excited when someone's like, you can fly. You'd be like, yes! And they'd be like, however, here's the deal. <laughs> you can't Son control where it goes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I do think it's super funny to forget how to read and then also forget reading as a concept. But I don't he, know how you could He's just staring around. at like a board and he he knew what it said like 10 minutes ago and well, now he's just like... Right, like now he doesn't even recognize that it's a thing. Like people are like trying to explain things to him and like I think it'd be funny to have him as a supervillain who like consistently makes these unbelievably complex and, and val- vi- viable plans... And then can't but then them. he forgets them, and so he shreds everything because he thinks somebody just starts over ink all over his paper because <laughs> he doesn't recognize. It's not like he no, he. Remem- I had a good plan. It's not like he remembers forgetting how to read. It's just that that entire concept falls out of his. Oh man, I'm cracking me up. I can just picture <laughs> like the scene of him trying to order at a McDonald's. He's lost <laughs> the ability to read. He just breaks down. And is like, can I see the picture menu? Yeah. It's like when you I'll go to a Mexican restaurant one. and it's all in Spanish. Or so like they're just, yelling at this him. This looks good. I'll take this one. Yeah. But like, it'd be even worse than that, right? Because like, he wouldn't 14. know what he was doing where he was. Well, he was still out of order, right? But all the signs would indicate that it was a drive-through, and he wouldn't understand that those. So would signs he like walk up something. to the drive-through and that drive-through? No, he'd be in his car and be like, "What? Oh. Is, where am I? What is happening right now?" There's no indicators. But you wouldn't think well, he would, would like be... see everyone else doing it and like okay, well this yeah, is, is obviously what this is. Is he an idiot too? Is he just a moron? Right. All right. It's easy to poke <laughs> holes. How about his superpowers? He's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a moron. His name is Erder. <laughs> Shut uh, up, Erder. 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 This show's gotten so bad this segment. Man. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm part of that 97%. We went to 10 to 2. 10 I, to 2. I, uh, 
on another note, I rewatched that tightrope thing where that guy steals other oh, guy's um, identity. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is knows, a terribly dark it, way to say what happened there, right? Nathan right. knows best. Is what yeah, it is. man, it still wrecked me. <laughs> I guess I, I gotta watch. This. I cannot remember. I cannot forget. Whenever you were just like, "This has changed my life right. completely." <laughs> like, it's all over for me. It's like the entire other side of the spectrum from this Rick and Morty Georgia case thing. Oh god, I think it was <sighs> hilarious. We talked about that last week a little bit. If you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. So if you haven't seen the entirety of Rick and Morty both seasons, then you need to go do that immediately. Yeah. Yeah, Very first of all, so. that cartoon in and of itself is great. I still remember they go to the casino, and uh, Rick shows Morty how to play the, uh, the arcade where you play Roy. as the person. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Roy. <laughs> right. And that wrecks Morty's life. He's like, oh, what'd you do? Work in the rug store? Amateur. Wow, you went. Wow, you went back to the rug store after beating cancer. <laughs> really, Morty? Really? Right. Way to go out on a limb there. Right. That was awful, and then, man. And then when he comes back, Rick's taking him completely off the grid. <laughs> right. No social security. Right. No They're all like around. They're like Rick's off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> there, I think uh, I love the uh, the end credit scenes of like pretty much all the episodes are really great. And there was one where it's like Roy two, but it's called like Ted. <laughs> it's just a different person, <laughs> right? <laughs> Roy two colon uh, Ted, yeah, yeah. Or when they had the episode where they were getting TV from other dimensions, <laughs> interdimensional cable. That's the, one of my favorite. The corn, the corn playing like Die Hard. <laughs> okay, Ball, Ball Fathers is on. All right, okay. So, coming back to reality so that we just stop enjoying inside jokes that no one else gets. Um, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. One of the most popular and the only full-length show produced for, specifically for Adult Swim. That's true. It's kind of interesting that, because it's just like, everything else is like 15 minutes or like 10 minutes long. You're right. Right, You're right about that. Uh, What about Venture Brothers? Uh, not produced specifically for Adult Swim. That's true. It's actually made by a separate company. That show's an excellent It's also exclusively on Hulu. That's an excellent program. Yeah, Adventure Brothers is great. It's a it's a total Johnny Quest ripoff, which I embrace. Well, and it, there's like layers and layers of self-referential jokes and really, really, really obscure pop reference. Stuff. Yeah, they have a lot of fun. Also, they had David Bowie as a supervillain for many right. years. Right, which right. was great. Right, which was just great. <laughs> I mean, how can you go Nothing wrong with about that? that? That's not amazing. Right. <laughs> Because it was David Bowie. It was it was David Bowie so much so that he like referenced that supermodel he's married to all the time. <laughs> it really was great. So in, in other news, I saw this. I don't know if you've seen this yet. They, yes, they've announced a new uh, augmented reality game for your cell phone. It's going to come out in time for Halloween. I have not. It this is, is going to be good. It is a scare based augmented reality. Oh God, game. I hate oh. scary stuff. So here's how it works. Feels like a bad uh, idea. you sign up for it. You you activate it. Uh, and if you have the uh, iPhone watch, they recommend you wear the iPhone watch while you play because the iWatch will monitor your heart rate and the game will use that data to mess with you more. Wow. I'm this going is, to uh, swipe left on this so one. This game, Aren't people getting hit by cars playing Pokemon? Like, how is a game that scares you a good idea? Because you're supposed yeah, to play it at home. just run into the street. <laughs> well, you're supposed to play it at home, and you're supposed to turn the lights off and use yeah, the phone. Yeah, let's play it at home, the one place you're supposed to feel safe. Right. Yeah, that's a good and idea. just ruin your life. Well, Does and that's, swipe kids? left mean you're not on board? Right. Yes. Left okay. is bad, right is good. Like Tinder. Like, I've never been on Tinder, but I hear if you swipe right, you, you like what you see. Yes. If you swipe left, you don't. So, the app... Interestingly, the word for sinister, which is bad, comes from a, the same Latin root word as left. Swipe huh. left. Tinder knew that. Yeah, they did. So, the app actually will send you text messages threatening your life from unknown numbers. I'm out. Um, I am totally out. Awesome. What... Who what? thought this was a good idea? It will also send you photos... <laughs> Who created like, this? Like, of your apartment... Was this created by you? M. Night Shalamalam? Uh, no... 
Actually, it had a failed Kickstarter, and then they relaunched. I cannot the imagine why it failed. Originally. They relaunched the Kickstarter post Pokemon Go, and, and Stephen it, King backed it, and so everyone's it in. Exploded. God, I just once I people realized what augmented reality really could do. I, man, augmented reality is going to change pass. in the next five years. Augmented reality is going to completely change the way we play video games and interact with stuff. Um, but this game, the, just the previews, the little clips they showed were terrifying. Because you use the That's phone, obviously, gonna, to interact. I'm stick to some retro video games. Uh, th- they use some really scary-looking monsters here, and then, like, creepy clowns. But also, it interacted with the the apartment they were using as a setup. It's like it you were looking at a photo on the wall, like a, a hanging picture, and then all of a sudden the picture started to melt, and then written behind it was the word die. This is horrible. This is horrible. Have you ever seen so the Five Nights at Freddy's the... stuff? Oh, okay. So let me let me tell you the story. That That is a, a, a wicked, crazy, like, super... In depth, there's five games now. There's a Five Nights game. at Freddy's. Five games now. What is this? I don't know. What five this Nights is. at Freddy's. It's, it's, it's like a animatronic. It's, it's a horror game. It basically, it's like a it's like Chuck E. Cheese, but like the animatronics roam around at night. Is this a restaurant? No, it's uh, a uh, yeah. It's like it's like a Chuck E. Cheese. It's you a need... real thing. No, no. you know it's Chuck E. Cheese a, has the animatronic. It's a video game. Okay, yeah. it's okay. like an iPad it's, it's game. Like a... iOS, Google Play. Okay, I have it not heard of this. It came out on the on the computer first. It was right. Like first, it was like a game where they're basically like Freddy's a teddy bear, right? Yeah, he's like a big bear, but they're like big animatronics, like. They scare you. Yeah, they scare you, and they're they're trying the kids to kids love you. this crap, man. But you're uh, you basically you're stuck in like just one. You're stuck at your desk, and you have two doors on either side, and then you have video cameras that you can pull up, but it blocks your vision of the doors. Whoa! And so, and you have you have a limited amount of power that you can use to open up and close the doors. What was that game we played on my PlayStation? Uh, Outlast, I think. Yeah. That so was... this was a weird game. Um, you you're a reporter. You're trying to break a story on a on a. Uh, Mental, mental institute. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mental institute. You break in while one of the inmates is actually breaking out, and he turns off the power, releasing all of the loonies and shutting all That's the lights nuts. off. That's so you're in pitch black, and then you've got your little camcorder that has night vision, however limited battery usage, and you don't have offensive weapons. The entire premise of the game is you are hiding and sneaking your way through the mental institution. Swipe so left. We, we, had, we, we were stuck in this section where it's like there's like these big levers to turn on the generators, but they'd make a lot of noise, so and they'd attract like the lunatic. So like first thing you do is you go pull the lever, then you go hide in the locker, wait for him to come in, and then you run out behind him. Oh, there's terrifying. this one game that I used to play. It's pretty awesome, and it, it just scrolls left to right, and you can go down like pipes and stuff. That's what video games peaked for me. And you can uh, fight Mario like Brothers. King Koopa. So just and so we're like, clear, you can get mushrooms. And giant babies, both of you, huge cowards. No, no. can't it, handle. It's not even fight. that. Like it, it, it's not that I would necessarily the, the augmented reality shit. That seems unnecessarily terrifying. I like but, I like to like get but my, the video my game, blood pressure going. The video game, it's not even necessarily as scary. Like it just doesn't appeal to me. I don't know. It's a, I, I don't it's a like, challenge. It's, yes. it's, it's a different it, challenge. Yeah, I guess. It's almost, it's almost like a puzzle game, but the stakes are your life. Right. Yeah. Except not. Next, no. Not really. Not your actual life. Your Except the fun, play, life. the fun way to play it was to turn all the lights out. Yeah. We, and, we, we played turned the like, volume way up. We were playing at like 4 a.m. Pretty intense. You were telling me about this. Yeah. You said it scared the bejeebas out of you. It did. I, I stopped playing. I gave yeah. it to Diego. I said, hey, I'm going to bed. You take care <laughs> I'm of done. I'm done. But I got about an hour and a half in. Like It's pretty intense. It's pretty good. You, you gotta like crawl under beds. You like watch them walk by. Like they're looking for you. Like it's it's crazy. So speaking of video games, have you tried uh, No Man's Sky yet? Have you no, no, I it? haven't. I'm hoping to get it this weekend. I hope. Okay. So so uh, no, the game you're hyped up about, and you're like, ah, nah, nah, I'm good. Well, it's just timing. I haven't. Well, yeah. timing. The and, week um, is not. Stuff's not free. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know. Right. It's it is hard. a sixty dollars. It's game. hard when you're a poor like radio host. And yeah. You don't make a lot of money. Sign up for our Patreon. Advertise here. 
Advertise here. Advertise here. Radio. We don't actually have a Patreon. Advertise here. We should, though. No. Advertise here. Nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> Advertise here. Advertise here. Advertise here. Um, your ads heard here. Um, <laughs> do you like water? Do you like water? <laughs> See, that's a really great ad that I nailed. You did one day. pretty solid. I was cracking up laughing the entire time. Right. While we were trying to record it. <laughs> He but died so, in the desert. <laughs> I think these augmented. Yeah, he died in the desert. Uh, I think augmented, augmented reality is going to be a big deal. I'm excited about what it can do. It's already a big deal on the business side. The company I work for runs a program called SAP, and it's basically um, it's a it, it basically everything your business does is stored within this one computer software system, from your purchasing to your sales to your warehouse management, all this stuff, right? And then you um, die. Well, but what SAP has done, they have this this module, their system called warehouse management, and back when Google Glass. Glasses, Google Glass, yeah, I don't know what it's referred to as. Glass. Just but glass. whatever, those those goggles you put on your face from Google. <laughs> um, they they developed a, a, an integration with some of the SAP software, so much so that you can find a video online where when you're pulling stuff from the warehouse, so you get on the you get on a forklift and put these Google Glasses on, and the warehouse, based on the material that needs to be pulled to ship an order... It'll tell you where the to go? Where, the when you're looking at the warehouse floor, the arrows light up. And when you turn your forklift to the stuff you're supposed to pick, it lights up in green. It it also comes up and says, hey, your forklift is at X battery or needs X service. As you're, and when you park the forklift again, it walks you through how to perform the service yourself by highlighting the parts in the engine or in the motor or whatever. That's it's awesome. some slick stuff. The video online of it is unbelievable. It's a, it, I can't remember what it is. It's like SAP Google Glass is what it's called, but it's really interesting. And it speaks to that augmented reality thing, and that's how it always happens, right? And then you die where, if you don't do where it Where people right. can yeah. make money from something, that's right. where they're going to develop it early on. But but it, it's a world of possibilities. Yeah, there's really – there's no way – there's nowhere it can't go. So Well, and that's where stuff like Google Glass or Google Glasses or Google Goggles or whatever they're called, that's where that really becomes a viable or a useful tool, right? Nobody wants to surf the internet on a pair of glasses right in front of their eyes. That's no. dumb. Nope, nope, but nope, this nope. augmented reality stuff is going to take that to the next level, and yeah, that's where Google yeah. is really going to start to make some money off of these things. Well, that's kind of the interesting thing about Google is that they do spend a lot of money developing things that, for the short term, have no viable economic Impact, or they well, seem silly, or like they seem excessive. They or are like, excessive. Hey, like Google has a, um, I think it's called Google X, where they they just like experiment, where they just like right. throw money at projects. Well, and well, they actually, they actually, and I don't know if they Tax still do them. this. I don't know if they still do this, but they actually asked asked their employees to spend five hours a week working on experimental projects. They say to them, create for five hours a week as you're billing your hours for the week. Create. Log five hours on a creative. Just go, just take it somewhere. Do something different. And so that's where a lot of this stuff starts as, is in development, where these guys literally are just, hey, you know what? I had a weird idea. Let me see if I can integrate this in. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool to put a camera on your head and film stuff as you're walking around? Right, and so then it becomes Well, that's where that online Google Lego thing came from. Have you guys looked at that, where you can get online, if you, you get Google Chrome and it's an app or something you add on to Google, and you build stuff with Legos online. What? Right. This sounds like, amazing. Like unreal, the level of. Is this detail. a real thing? You're not pulling it's my leg here. Hundred percent real. Oh my god! You can I'm go excited. Through, you can go through the tutorials first to learn how to work the tool, right, right, and how right. to build certain things, and then it's like free reign. Change can you get it like the, on a, an iOS app too, or is it only through Google? Chrome? I think it's only through Google. Chrome. Oh, god, or it was when I signed second. up. I signed up a couple of years ago for it, and it's really, really I fun to and into neat this. to do because it's every Lego piece they make, and oh it gives you. God. It starts you out with a flat board, right? That's where your starting point is. But then as you go through, or as you do more tutorials, it's almost like a game but it's not quite a game 
But as you learn more stuff, it opens up different kind of pieces for you, and it opens up building stuff straight from the ground up. So does it give you, like, layouts of, like, here, you want to build a fire truck today? You just... Or you I, just I, didn't, I didn't get to that point in it, but where it starts out is you... Like, it's it, the tutorial or whatever it is, you come on this scene that somebody's already built with Legos and says, you're going to add this piece to it. This is how you're going to learn how to manipulate it. This is how you're going to learn how to build it. Hmm. And then there's another one where it says, now build this thing mirrored exactly. And so you kind of progress. And, and, and it's not difficult to pick up the tool, but there are some kind of pieces to it. And you learn. It, it's a slick thing. It sounds fascinating. I am interested. Swipe it's right. All, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, Swipe right on that one. Actually... Well, and it's stuff like that that comes out of Google that initially doesn't seem to have a lot of economic value which the lego thing probably doesn't it was a good tie-in with the lego movie or whatever but like even the google glasses or whatever like people made fun of it rightly so because it's it's humorous to think oh i surfed the internet on my glasses uh. and yet, but now this augmented reality now. this is going to go off the charts right no and, and for, I, just for the just from the safety and the safety standpoint now with this augmented reality stuff like if everybody in a warehouse or everybody in a chemical plant is wearing these Google glasses and identifying safe paths to walk, especially during fires or danger situations. Danger. Well, in the, danger. In the increases in efficiency, when you start thinking about the fact that literally someone can can run a program to micromanage the whole warehouse, where literally they can get up in the morning and they can say these are the tasks they're going to get assigned today, and then everyone puts on the Google glasses, clocks in, and task A get to work. Task B. Task C. Yeah, these, so it's all it's all These 38 out. tasks need to be done today. And SAP, and, and I know a good bit Ugh. about it because it's a, an enormous part of what I do, but it lends itself very well to that kind of thing. It, it, it lends itself very well to taking the taking or automating the part of your business and making letting the system work for you and do that piece for you so that the human component ha- is more efficient and less prone to mistakes. And right. this is the next evolution of that. It, this, these Google Glasses and this augmented reality is going to become, it's the next step of all kind of mobile order entry. All When you go to grocery stores and you see them scanning, doing inventory with these handheld scanners, it's the next step of that. Hmm. Build so, with also, Chrome.com. So, so po- yeah, so Pokemon <coughs> Go is a joke. Um, this terrifying. I'm a level these eleven. People uh, are going to try to these. Uh, this this game Soon to be where level people 12? are trying to yeah. kill me through my phone is also weird and horrifying. I would never like play this, it. This would be my phone would be uh, against the wall. Right. But this augmented reality, I think you're right. I think that's some slick stuff that's coming down the line. Yeah, but also that it's like you can also like you don't have to have as much of a rigorous training because it's like it teaches you through it. So. And speaking as someone who has spent a lot of time training a lot of adults, that's who, horrible. Who truly wanted to do their job well. But we're very hard to break from bad habits. When you get into things like that, that make it just it, – it compounds the difficulty to do it the wrong way. It becomes a lot easier to, to take that next step in training. Because anybody can train a button pusher, but with something like these Google Glasses and this augmented reality, you can take that next step and say, look, you're going to do it the way these glasses tell you, so I'm not going to bother telling you how, where to click. But here's why you're doing it, and here's how you can make this work for you. It's called Night Terrors. Is the name? Yeah, of course I'm out. it is. Swipe Why left. wouldn't it be called Night Swipe Terrors? Left. But I'm so, right anyway, on. Anyway, sorry to get off on a cheesy villains though. No, like like no, these are like terrifying monsters. Right, like these I'm are like, and it takes it. pictures of your house. No, no, it uses. I'm so already you're, scared. You're looking through the camera already on your phone because right. it's your only light source. But I thought you said it was gonna. It texts you pictures of your own. Oh no, it texts you pictures, but not of your house. But like, I don't know what it texts. It says it's gonna text you terrifying photos. I wonder if it yeah. like sends you like its own photos or like it takes photos from like your gallery and like sends oh god oh, man I'm out. or like can you imagine I'm if out. it took the next step in like psychological terror and like found out what kind of car your loved one drove and sent you a picture of it smashed on the side oh, of the road yeah, or like left. like real 
deep, scary I'm stuff. Pretty sure. Not like, oh, the clowns are going to eat me, but like everyone I love just died in a fiery oh car God. crash. That would be oh, There that was would be a mass that's train way accident. Worse. Yeah, that would be terrifying. Please don't horrible. do that, Night Terrors Company. Why don't we just talk about this? They're going to steal our idea. Yeah, they are. It's now they're going to make it. Real you build thing. it into reality. The known, on the, show. the known gnomes. The known gnomes are going to ruin oh, it. Oh, no. So before we get out of here today, I wanted to mention this. Um, it's okay. a longtime favorite thing of mine. Uh, I listen to ESPN radio here in Houston. The Blitz is one of my favorite shows. They regularly check in on Iron Sheik's Twitter account. Oh, For those who don't know, Iron Sheik was a wrestler in the 70s and 80s. I think it's pronounced Sheik. Yeah, I don't he think was it even is. relevant in the 90s. Yeah, and so now he's a 70 year old Iranian I think with Twitter. A stretch, isn't it? No, he was relevant. No, he, he was relevant. He, 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 wrestle. he, he wrestled like Sergeant Slaughter and stuff. In he, the 90s. he was his partner. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. During the, the uh, Gulf War. So <laughs> forgot about that. So now Political. he's just a seven-year-old man, yeah. uh, a seven-year-old Iranian man who's crazy, who has access to a computer. Is he really Iranian, or is no, no, he? That's, that is, is his, his character. No, no, he's Iranian. I think that's why they oh. made him Iranian. So, so I'm going to read. All right, I'm going to read this verbatim. I'm not going to use the curse words here, and you'll sure, see that his good. English is pretty bad. That's how you know he's really Iranian. Oh my god. Um, so here's one of his tweets: North Korea, you are punk. You are jabroni. I can beat the f out of you forever because you have a rice crispy d. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> That's his superpower is to uh, trash talk on the. You know, at the beginning the of that tweet, I was like, "This isn't nice." But then he really he finished strong. Have a good day. Have right. a good day. So here's another one. Uh, right. Apparently, he's a fan of the cartoon South Park. Are you following him? Uh, yeah. yeah, I do. Why would you? Uh, Are you leading from the middle on him too? Why would you? <laughs> yeah, South Park Iron Cheek class. Other cartoons <laughs> can go f their own a. Till they die worse than Chris Brown mother. Wow. wow. <laughs> what? He annihilated. Annihilated. An Iron Sheik. He's going savage on this. He's a natural. Iron Sheik South Park class. That's class. probably my favorite thing about that. <laughs> class. Here you go. Class. Here's him trying to sell tickets to an event. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, last tweet before we jump out. Yeah, last tweet. Come on. Iron Sheik, Roast Rumble, NYC, October 30th. Get your ticket, jabroni. F face. F-face. And then he puts in a link for the tweet for what the where you F-O? go by the. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he uses the whole word there. This guy's yeah. a terrible person. He says October thirtieth. Get your tickets. F face. <laughs> and then he posts the link for the tickets. Sure. So Truly. this has been a wonderful episode twenty of Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> we close it in typical fashion. We should just close every show from now on with Iron Chic tweets. Yeah. Iron Chic tweets. I'm a, yeah. I'm a Iron Chic tweets. We can put some classical music behind it or something. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't make it lame. Don't start doing other Twitter people. No, no. no. We're gonna do Iron Chic just Iron all the time. time. Nico, find some classical music and we'll I will. DLG. Yeah. I'll find some. I'll sign some non-copyright infringing classical so music. For, uh, F-face, it's actually, all, all classical music is now non-copyright infringing because they're all dead. Okay, that's fair. Thank you guys for listening. F-face. One more time. <laughs> I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And uh, our boy Zach. Hey, goodbye. Thanks for coming, Zach. And uh, that's been us. That's Nerd Thug Radio. As talking always. Talking nerdy to you. Talking nerdy to you. Thanks for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, TV, Media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schischler of Lone Star Community Radio. 
Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Contact Dick Schischler at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.